welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is actor, writer Ingrid Haas. Uh, you may have seen Ingrid on Comedy Central's Comedy Bang Bang, Chelsea Lately. She's been on numerous TV shows, movies, commercials, and now she's here with me today on the Love Alexi podcast. Um, I can't even remember how Ingrid and I met. We were trying to remember, but, you know, we've known each other for years. Somehow, some way, via the tapestry of people that is Los Angeles, uh, we have come into each other's lives and our friends. We've done a commercial together. Uh, we couldn't remember if maybe we've met uh, at UCB or I don't know. But here we are, and I'm very excited about this episode because... We go on a tangential journey of a conversation where we talk about so many different things that women think about and wonder about and explore and question and want to get to the bottom of. Like, listen, uh, this is this episode is for all the girls out there. All right, all you girls, this is your episode. Listen all the way through. I promise you, it's a long one, but there are so many kernels of knowledge and truth that you're going to be like, "Oh my God, me too!" I can't believe it. Did she just say that? Holy shit! Um, yeah, stick with it. You will not regret it. And you know what? This episode is not just for girls. It's also for woke, futuristic men who are tapped into their femininity. Uh, you'll like it too. And uh, and then you know. Uptight bonehead dudes, you should listen to because they can only make you better. Um, there you go. Oh, my God. Uh, and a huge part of what fuels and drives this conversation that I go on with Ingrid and her uh, her dog Pepper is there, too. I don't want to ignore the fact that, that he's a... He's a, he's a part of the combo too. Um, she just adopted him. It's very exciting. Anyway, a huge driving force of the conversation is the fact that I had just watched a documentary available on Netflix called Misrepresentation, directed by Jennifer Newsom. And this documentary is all about how women are portrayed in mainstream media and how it affects the culture. And uh, basically, it's that a woman's uh, fuckability and youth and sexuality, uh, you know, that's, that's what kind of defines a woman's worth in our culture. And it's just so fucked up and it's so sick. And it just leads to all these different things like plastic surgery and women not feeling like they're allowed to rise to the occasion and and be brave and be leaders and and in positions of power because, uh, yeah, this cultural idea is so pervasive and, uh, and terrifying and limiting. So the main takeaway for me watching this documentary is just that, We as women have to uh, be brave and fucking do and be exactly who we want to be and be the example, all right, and take chances so we can be an example for younger girls. So young girls can look up to us and go, oh my God, she did it. Oh, that woman looks, she looks like me and she's, she's doing her thing. That means I have permission. Permission has been granted for me to also uh, take a chance and be brave and think that maybe I too can do something great with my life and be a leader and in a position of power. And, uh, you know, and I love men, men, this is not completely your fault. I don't want to bash you, but, uh, listen, men left and right are always doing what they want to do. They're so filled with this blind confidence because nobody ever told them that they, they, they shouldn't be confident, you know? So it's like we, women need to, you know, start having the blind confidence that, uh, that men across the globe have, you know? Anyway, listen, um, 
but aside from all that, it's not just uh, intense feminism uh, that we talk about. We, uh, Ingrid and I talk about, uh, my God, a lot of fun stuff. Dating, horrible dating uh, experiences, masturbation fantasies, career, what drives us, breaking bad habits, love addiction, um, just so many things. So I'm excited for you to listen. And if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. It really does help grow the show so I can continue uh, to interview fascinating, inspiring, interesting, funny people. And uh, if you want to send an email, if you have something to say, a thought, feeling, question, conundrum, send your emails to the show uh, at dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And uh, now I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with writer, actor, and my dear, dear friend, Ingrid Haas. Now entering Nerdist.com. He doesn't like dog bites. Oh, he doesn't like dog bites? He's a shelter dog, What an asshole. Okay, does he need water or anything? Nah. He's good? He's good. All right, let him mill about. Whatever, it's a metaphor for life. Let's get cozy. Thank you for for doing this. Thanks for having me. All right. Oh, my God. Are you caffeinated? Because I'm not caffeinated enough. I am. Well, I only had one. Hello? Hi. Oh, my God. Wait, I can't hear. Oh, now I can. Oh, my God. We've already lost Ingrid to her phone. She's getting emails and texts. People are like, are you at the show? What does Aristotle look like? How's the dog? Is everything cool? Everything's good. <laughs> it's Alexi caffeinated. Um, all right. Did you not have coffee? Co- co- oh. Did, did you? <laughs> That's, good. That's that huge. You got a venti. Mm-hmm. I've mm. never ordered a venti in my life. I'm very tall. I'm very tall. I'm turning, you are. I'm turning my phone off. Okay. Put everything away. Let's get grounded in our truth. I have notes here. For you, have you ever listened to the podcast before? No. That's fine. This is great. Why, why should you? This is about you and me, not that other bullshit. Anyway, um, so yeah, okay. Hi. Hello. What did you do today? Where are you coming from? I uh, I slept and I woke up. Boring. And I, and I woke up and I walked to my coffee shop. You did? And it now has vegan ice cream, so I tried some vegan ice cream. Are you vegan? No, but why not dabble? Oh my god, Aristotle's vegan. That's why I dabble. Yeah, I dabble, but yeah. like I like a hard cheese. Yeah, you know. Okay, <laughs> I do like a stiff cheddar. Oh my god, I'm not. That's not a joke. I like hard cheeses, not soft like brie. No thanks. No thanks. I actually like brie, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's set the stage for the listeners. I want Please. them to know who you are, what your deal is. I won't call you an actress because we talked about this on text. <laughs> you are, what do you call yourself? You're an actor? No, I, well, yeah. First of all, I always, if somebody says, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm an actor and yeah. a writer. And they're like, actress. And then I have to say no. Yeah. It's, Why? Well, like, doctors aren't gendered. That's true. Other professions aren't. and But yet, waitresses and actresses. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out if I should be offended or not because I don't care. I'm I, not I offended. Care. It just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I'm just like, that is not me. Yeah. To me, an actress is like an effervescent sort of beauty that's that you. lacks that personality. You. Oh, you've got personality and the effervescent beauty. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah. But you know what I mean? More of somebody without... Uh, uh, it just doesn't feel right for like me. Like stewardess. I don't mind stewardess, but I do say flight attendant. Flight attendant, yeah. I, I would say actress, but then I've got my whole other spiel where I'm like, I'm more of a writer. I'm like more of my, I, I don't know. I, you know. I make a living acting. Like, like that's, yeah. I know. Performer. I've been hearing a lot of like performer yeah. lately. And the reason I'm writer, asking, performer. Writer, performer. Okay, so, yeah, because I'm less offended by if somebody called me an actress 
if I get the vibe that they're not like gaslighting me or a douchebag or like some woman hating misogynist monster or whatever, who like right. I'd be fine with it. All I care about is like, you know, I'm I'm more on the side of like uh, equal pay and like all this stuff that like, I, but I don't care what the label. I'm like yeah, right. actress, actor, whatever. And I just watched this movie that I'm obsessing about. Did you see Misrep- Misrepresentation? Oh yeah, you did. Oh yeah. Oh my god, we have to get that. Is like I've watched every documentary. Oops. Ooh. <laughs> Almost ate the mic there. Oh my god, I love I love you. <laughs> you what you couldn't see was Ingrid was pulling the mic closer to her face so we can really get into this whole uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. documentary thing. Yeah, I'm upset. Like okay, this is great. I watched it several months ago. Yeah. Uh, I watched it like two days ago and I was like crying, Snapchatting my response to the movie, being like, oh. Listen, I just think I think I just think like, you know, I'm giving up. I just I, I think I hate men. I'm never getting married. I'm gonna get I'm gonna go to the sperm bank. Do you feel that <laughs> have you frozen your eggs? No, I don't I can't afford to freeze my eggs. I know, isn't that crazy? Have you? No, but my therapist says that every every child should get that as a graduation present. Every child should like get, every, every that should, girl. Yeah, every girl. Every actress should get <laughs> like when they're eighteen, when their eggs are most fertile. <gasps> like that's just normal. Oh my so then God. you can have it for the rest of your life. That's so great. That's really smart. I know. I'm fucked. Well, I just think there are so many childless. I mean, parentless kids in the world, like, we're fine. If we don't have our own, we will adopt. And that's great. We'll adopt. Okay. Oh, you don't think about that? No, I do think about that. All right. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about that. Great. Go on this journey with me. Okay. I am not ready to have a kid now. Right. I'm in my 30s. Mm -hmm. Okay. What a beautiful time. Beautiful time. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I've got a, a sense of myself, whatever. I love that. You know, it's great to be in, uh, I don't know, how, you're 22 for life. I don't know how, and we're not talking about, it. the point is, I'm just saying I'm in my 30s. I'm in my 30s. I'm still not ready to have a baby. Why? What What do you think fi- you need to be ready uh, for? F- uh, I don't have a man in my life. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that too, because that's like another, you could open that up. Right. I don't want a kid right now. Okay. Uh, like, I have a lot of shit I want to do. Mm-hmm. I put myself first. I, don't, I, could be, I couldn't, I, I don't even, I don't have a house plant. I don't have my kitty anymore. I had a you cat. You don't? My downstairs neighbors adopted my cat. Wait, this is about you. I will interview you at some point, but I'm like, I'm glad you're here. Let me talk at you. No, I love this. I'm deeply curious about you. This is great for those of you listening. Uh, well, you and I have this relationship where it's like we don't see each other that often. But when I do see you, I'm very excited. I'm very happy to see you. And then, like I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to, or maybe not. Maybe they should. Uh we have like a this intimate text exchange where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, sure, I see you once or twice a year, but <laughs> after I see you, we text each other. That was really great to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. And then we'll check in and just text about the most intimate, like, personal stories about our dating experiences, what we're feeling, what we're noticing, what we're upset by, what we want for our lives. What yeah. We're, what, like, what does it all mean? So we, I, I, I love like a faceless, intimate text exchange. Yeah. So I'm so excited to. Well, like, you have a face in my mind. Oh, you too. Um, but no, I, I, it's really interesting because yeah, we don't make plans because we're busy. I, yeah. I, how can we have a baby? We can't have a baby. We can't even make plans with each other. I know, but it's not ever like personal. Like I don't want to, cause I actually yeah. do genuinely love seeing and talking to you when we yeah. see each other at auditions. Yeah. It's great. So I was so happy that you asked me to come here. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like really trying to give you the hard sell and you're like, I already said I'd do it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I was just like, listen, here's the thing. You just need to have a willingness. You're like, you have to be open and I'm not going to let you listen to it before it airs. I was like, great. I want to, I want to talk to you. I love talking to you. I'm in. Oh God. Ooh, you went out. Okay. There, I got you. But you're Um, a very fun person. I wonder, do you have that intimacy with a lot of people? I do. Because you're, do you? 
Yes, but I feel like you are, that's your brand, right? Oh, that's my brand. Right? Oh, like, so, yeah. like your brand is like, what's going on with your boys? What's yeah. happening? Tell me all this stuff, which is weird. And I do yeah. feel like you have so much experience and knowledge because I feel like you do talk to so many people about it yeah. that I genuinely love your advice because mm. I'm like, you do know so much. Oh, I do. Yeah, I've, I've really uh, thrown myself out into the world and have a lot. Well, it's just weird because... I'm taking a year off dating. Yeah, I've seen that on Snapchat. I would like to get into that with you. you. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. I know a lot of my friends are like, okay, you don't have to make a big grandiose statement. Like, you're not dating for a year. But for me, I'm such a habitual dater and I date so much and it's so ingrained in me. Like, one guy after another, like getting hooked into a thing, flirting, going on a date, having a one night stand, uh, just always having something. Mm hmm. Like, because I look back from this point, like, to last year, and there was a nonstop fling guy blip of really, like, it was nonstop. And I went, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I said I was an independent person, alone, single. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't one point I wasn't, like, hooked into some guy. So mm -hmm. I have to make that ridiculous. No, this is amazing. Statement. Yeah. So I have to say that because if I don't say that and make this dumb statement, like, well, I'm not dating for a year. I have an app on my phone, too, that's, like, counting down the date. I downloaded it. Did I send it to you? Well, I asked you what the da what the app was because I couldn't stop looking at somebody's social media. <gasps> who? Don't tell them. Like, an ex-boyfriend? An ex-boyfriend who I was with for a very long time, and then we broke up, and it was sort of, like, three years of back and forth. And last year, around this time, he's like, when you're ready, let's snag our happy ending. Wait. Did, he lives in L.A.? Okay. Yeah. Ex-ex boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, people listening are going to know. Anyway. <laughs> well, people you know. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah they already just, heard this story. They're just like, thank God she's talking about it to somebody else. <laughs> putting in the ether. And well, nothing. I'm over it now. And thank God it was a blessing. But, um, and then on New Year's, he was like, I love you. I was like, I love you too. I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. And then he came over the next night and we got in a weird fight. About what? I haven't heard the story. I mean, you texted me about this. Yeah. But like, what was the fight about? That doesn't. Add. It was sort of. I feel like in relationships, you're always fighting about the same thing. What? Because I just saw Modern Romance. Oh, I. But that's separate. But well, I on. just feel like there's always just like if there's a situation between two people and you're always fighting about whatever. Like you don't bake, bake cookies for me. I don't even know. That's yeah. a terrible example. I can't but believe it's, it. <laughs> but it's like it always comes down to the exact same thing. Like you're not getting enough validation from this person, or he's not honest, or it's. Always the same thing. I think he brought champagne to my house, but it was like not nice champagne. Oh my. <laughs> and I, in the relationship, kind of always felt like he was just like stingy a bit. <gasps> yeah. And it's the root problem. We'll yeah. keep popping up. So go on. But, but that isn't even the root. I think the root is even deeper than that. It's like he wasn't the one for me. And I would find reasons to, to associate him not being right, even yeah. though I was like, you're right, except you got to fix all these things. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is all for me to say that he started dating someone a week later. Oh, my God. And now oh. they're still together. Yeah. And I think they're very happy. Yeah. And I went through like six months of true pain and not dating anyone and just like living in the pain of it. And I'm out of it now. And it feels great. Well, but you have to feel those feelings. But did you feel pain because it was like, that was more like an ego thing because you're like, he's not mine. I know he's not the right person for me, but I can't believe he found somebody in a week. I can't fucking believe. Like, that's how I would be like, a week? I can't believe. It was a lot of things. I think I was never able to move on because he was sort of always in the background. So we oh. dated for three years and then three years of not being together, but he was always kind of around. What did you like about him? And then, but why is he not? Because I was thinking about like, 
the phantom right guy in my brain. I want to talk to you about that too. What does that mean? So many things. Just, Just the, like, what who you think is the perfect match for you? I'll answer my question first. Okay, what yeah. what did I like about and him? What did you like about him? And oh. then where where did it just like leave okay, you? Okay, so we first we met on dating dating apps. Okay, Ooh. and he checked off, and this was like six years ago. T- not Tinder? No, no, no. Uh, not Raya. Not Tinder. That was, those didn't, too, too apps new. Didn't even exist. I don't think. Okay, Cupid. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um, he checked off every box that I wanted, and also I was really new to LA. I just moved one year. And I, w- I didn't even realize how scared I felt in yeah. L.A. Like, I felt unsafe. I'm from Canada. I felt like somebody will shoot me at any time. Oh, my God. I love that you're Canadian. <laughs> I want to talk about that, too. Okay, yes, go I on. just felt actually unsafe, and he was such a secure blanket for me. And so he checked off every box. Well-educated, nice family, tall, handsome, yeah. uh, Jewish, um, wants family, wants kids, blah, blah, blah. But we just never had that that thing that you can't manufacture yeah that invisible love that dust yeah he had it for me magic and i always felt like something must be wrong with me because everyone would be like he loves you so much and i'd be like i do too yeah but it just felt so i felt guilt-ridden because it was like all those things like it doesn't matter if somebody checks off every single box they're there's something to be said about chemistry and yeah. the the dust that you can't manufacture. Yeah. And that, for me, was just missing. But he became a very good friend. Oh, my God. That's the worst. Somebody on my last podcast, I had uh, Caroline Goldfarb, official Sean Penn. Uh-huh. Do you, have, do you know that website? Yes. Well, I started I mean, following it after you posted. Well, she was talking about how it's like so. And a lot of girls tell me this. They're like, it's so important for the guy to love the girl more. Yeah. And I get that. I get what she's saying, but I've also been in that situation where where the person checks off every box. They adore you. They love you. They treat you so well. But you're just like standing next to this guy going, I just don't I feel nothing. Yeah. Oh, or I feel like I can like there's so much spit in his mouth because he's so excited and salivating more than I am when we make out or something. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm repulsed. And yeah, I get repulsed. And I get, <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, yeah, 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 repulsed. Mm-hmm. But I feel I know there's like probably a happy medium where you want the guy to be like, I got you. And you're like, oh, he's, this is great. But I got you too. But yeah, I wanted to be reciprocal. I don't want it to be like, because what fun is that? Like, it's not the fifties. Like, I don't, I don't know. I've got all these questions. But well, I remember hearing about that when I was like a teenager. My friend Sherry Farber in oh. high school. Her mother told us, make sure you find a man who loves you more than you love them. They even say that in Sex in the City. And and you're better looking than them. You're better looking than them. So they always feel like they like they can't lose you. They can't lose. Oh, like God. they're just like a little less attractive, a little more in love with you mm-hmm. because men are apparently they'll, they'll cheat on us. They will. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> like looking at you this... like gospel. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> but I tried it. And guess what? No, no it's like we it need a We need a friend, a best friend. And I think that's old school mentality. But I'm so confused because, OK, going back to. Oh, God. So many different things. OK misrepresentation old school oh, yeah, mentality mis- yeah, mis- New, there's so many things because it's like you're freezing eggs all this stuff the goal of life marriage having kids all this stuff i i got so confused because i was like all right so i know there are lots of like modern day new age thinking men who aren't these old school archetype like misogynist men who are like 
feminism means you're a lesbian and hate <laughs> men. Like, and like you want to kill all men, yeah, don't you, you to- feminist? Totally. And that's how I learned from my dad, where he would like that's that I was like raised by a misogynist, so I grew up to see women through the eyes of like a misogynist, and I had to like break out of that. Now, yeah, like, me too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. oh god, I also want to talk about how you know, my dad didn't let me wear shorts to school when I was like twelve because men wouldn't be able to handle themselves around me. Really? Yeah. I did this. So it was like this fear thing of like, oh, I, I need to dress so that they don't feel something towards me. I'm in control of them. That seems like almost a little bit loving from your dad. Like he wants to protect you because well, yeah. he knows how, how men can be monsters. Totally. My dad. But also it's not teaching you to be like, no, you can do whatever you want. And yeah. if they do anything crappy, I will beat the living shit out of them. You're so right. My, what did my, my dad told me not to wear... I've always been slender. I've always been fine. Yeah, like, you've like, always got a kick-ass bod. Oh, I, I mean, I have it. My, my weight fluctuates. I'm only I mean, I human. do send you texts being like, your thighs are incredible. Really? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. We have I've a sent photo. you several. I can't believe. Oh, yeah. I did. I went on a date with a guy, and he was like, he he paused, and he looked at me, and I was like, I, thought, I didn't know what he was going to say. I thought he was going to say something like really profound, and he went, God. <laughs> I love your thigh gap. And I was like, what? And and part and I was just like I want a bar right <laughs> now. No, but the funny thing was I was like I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, thank you for noticing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, he's wait, a wonderful wait. man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You liked that he said that? I, I didn't know how to listen, somebody th- He compliments a, your body. That's listen, nice. Somebody throws that he treated me like a princess. He's totally lovely. This is when I was dating. This is like I whatever. hate this guy. No, That's no, no, my no, no, instinct. No, no. I just need you well, to know. Well, you're you, you're vigilant and you're a feminist and you're a better feminist than I am. Wait, but we know why? But no, no, you're, no, I'm not. vigilant also, but I mean, but like but I it takes me I'm not mad because he he's a lovely person. I think like he was a little bit chubby. Are you sweating? No, like, I felt <laughs> a bug on my head. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Is Pepper dog? okay? Is Pepper okay? <laughs> He's under here. Okay, can I just tell you my instinct? Yeah. Just that He's he chubby. No- uh, okay, great. <laughs> just like, okay, maybe I'm too. I don't. I don't think of myself as a vigilant feminist, but just the fact that he noticed that makes me angry because I'm like, they, that thigh gap doesn't exist. It's stupid. It's unnatural. We shouldn't even have them. Well, how come you can text me about my thigh gap, but the man who took me out to dinner home I've never said naked. thigh gap. I've you, never you, said that. You were thinking it. <laughs> That's what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you are just as bad as the patriarchy. <laughs> Topple the patriarchy. <laughs> we're so infected. We've got the patriarchy inside of us, coming I through us. I don't. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's from birth that like I can't even stop. I know. Oh my okay, god. Okay, so you like this guy, and he saw you naked. And- oh wait, no, no, he hadn't seen me naked. It was just we're walking. I don't even know where I'm going with the story, but yeah, he like complimented my thigh gap or something. Oh yeah, but going back to my dad. But but listen. By he- the way, my thighs are my biggest insecurity. All, most girls are. They even talk about that on Sex in the City for people who yeah. don't like their thighs. Charlotte didn't like her thighs. My thighs have been the bane of my existence. I'm always like, you know, you, you try to get your... You know the thing is, this is already as tangential as every other podcast I've ever done Don't here. judge yourself. I'm reflecting and judging. But I just want the audience to know that I know. Okay. Okay? I don't want them to think like, does he know? Yeah, She's yeah, yeah. all over the place. Because they're smart. Yeah. And I'm going to let you know, like, yes, I do. Just go with it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh... I just want to say that yeah. sometimes I get really down on myself. This is good for girls. Mm-hmm. I get really down on myself if I can't fit into my jeans. And then I have to remind myself, wait, but I already wear such tight jeans 
gaining an, a pound or two will change everything. So it's not like I've gained so much. Sometimes I can't get my jeans on or, you know, the, you have your jeans on as a, as a... It doesn't feel great. It does. And you, well, you use your jeans to be like, has my body changed? Am I shifted? Mm-hmm. Did I gain weight? Did I lose weight? And sometimes I get so down on myself when my, when my jeans are tight. When, I, when my already tight jeans are too tight on me and then I've got to go, Alexi, relax. Cut yourself some slack. Be nice to yourself. Yeah. They were already probably too tight when you bought them. Because <laughs> you only wear... It's not like I wear... I don't wear boyfriend jeans. I'm wearing them right now. Well, really? Yeah. How cute you are. Yeah. I don't have a boy. I'm not dating, so. Okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to wear this. By means. the way, um, you A, you've mentioned Sex in the City several times. Do you want them to make the, whatever they're planning on making right now? Oh, the third movie? They're talking about it. Here's what I'm thinking. Because I'm a huge fan as well. Okay. I, you know what? Yes. And I'll judge it then. I'll watch it. I'll experience it then. Better I think, yet. You okay. know what? We don't want to watch it because, because like, we're going to see how old they've gotten and we're going to judge them. And that's a patriarchy coming through us again. Yeah, you're so right. Why can't we celebrate? We should get these. You know what? Also, it marks the we're mourning the death of like the sex in the city, the show that mm-hmm. we probably loved. What, what do you feel? Well, I was going to say, like, let it let something beautiful die. Let it go. Yeah. So we can imagine. Let her imagine it. But I think you're so right that it's me going... I don't want to see them with kids and a house and like some old. old, Yeah. I don't care about old, but if they're not fucking around, that's uh, that was the part we love. That's so right. Because we can, you know, before I could even relate to that life because I was like in high school or whatever. Very high school and college years. Yeah. I think I may may have like made my whole life subconsciously to be like Carrie Bradshaw writing about sex and stuff like but yeah, you're right. That second movie was so horrible. Yeah, you though. are a Carrie Bradshaw. Don't you feel like I've kind of like made my life into I like... I love Alexia's. is, yes. Don't you think? Totally. Okay. I yeah. think we need to rewatch season six or something when she comes out with her book and everything and just basically copy her life for you. That's all I do. Maybe all get I do. a blonde wig. Get a blonde wig. Where's my Petrovsky? Her, her <laughs> clothes were undeniable. Yeah. They were always so wild and timeless. Oh my god, we are so all over the place. Okay, bring me back. No, I don't know where to go from here. Oh well, your dad. I wanted to jump back on that when your dad was like, "Don't wear the shorts to school." And he's now my brother, who's thirty. He talks exactly like him. Oh really? When I post something very revealing on Facebook, like yeah. I've posted stuff about being in abusive relationships or the slut walk, or um, even if I've tweeted something sort of sexy or uh, like gross yeah he calls me and he's upset <gasps> and he's oh, really? like you're supposed to like you're the prize you're supposed to be mysterious like oh my god oh he's very much like women should be kind of quiet and let men kind of guess who they are yeah and i love him he's one of my best friends but i'm like you can't yeah think like this and plus you put yourself out there and that's like your life but, you've, but you don't really put your personal life out there that much. I guess it does come out in social media because that's an extension of your personality and your thoughts and what you're noticing. And right. you're making jokes about things. And and it does help you to be, I don't know, to be sexy and put it out there. And you aren't like overtly oh, yeah. sexy. Not Look se- at my shit. Not, not sexy, more like grotesque, actually. Oh, really? If I'm talking about, I don't know, anything grotesque really bugs him. Because yeah. like, that's not womanly. Oh, bathroom humor? I don't even know what yeah, he's talking I, about. Yeah, I don't even know either. I think I did a podcast about me shitting my pants. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even want to hear about that. Well, it happened. Oh my God. It was I, a nightmare. <laughs> you did? In my car. I mean, listen to Doug Love's movie. Doug Love's uh, Everybody Poops. <laughs> That's Wait, the podcast. Is it Doug Benson's podcast? No, Doug Mand. Doug Mand. Shout out to Doug Mand. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I think I saw that when I was like, I Googled you and I was looking at stuff and then I saw that and I was like, 
I'm not. I'm not clicking that link. Okay, you and Stephen should date. <laughs> no. Um, well, I was just gonna say about my dad. My dad didn't tell me not to wear certain things because it was overtly sexy. Maybe he did, but he would be like, "Don't wear a sleeveless shirt because your arms are <gasps> heavy," or like, and he'd make jokes and be like, "The best thing about a woman is her pussy." Like, just like what? all these like crazy. Like he took. He was like this weird like artsy photographer right yeah a photojournalist guy mm-hmm. but like old school he's like in his 80s now he's a lot older than my mom mm-hmm. and so he'd be like there's always somebody younger and better and <gasps> cuter and i'm like okay so i would always you're dress, his only kid i'm his own well no i have a half brother that i never talked to that he like disowned that i've only ever referred to as my half brother even to his face it's just like a whole, i have a whole weird dysfunctional non-thing happening and mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, I used to, and then I, I think I felt so embarrassed being a girl. Like I've always liked boys, I've been boy, boy crazy, and just been very like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now lately, I'm, I'm learning that like, I don't know. But I think lots of girls do this. It's just, but I'm learning about myself and what it means. Like because I thought I'm looking for salvation via love. I'm looking to be saved via love. It's mm-hmm. not like a healthy thing. It's like oh, that'll be complete me, or now then I'll be okay. Like, but you know what you need to get into: sex and love addiction, anonymous. You think that's funny because I made this short film. People are like, I used to be a love addict too. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I That's not what my short film's about. Well, it's all those things. Really? Yeah. I was in it for a year. Why were you in a Because love I feel like totally opposite from you. Okay. Um, I, you're like, like, stay away from stay, me. Stay, like totally fear-based with men. That's why I was saying you're vigilant. Because right. there's an ad that's, you're very strong to me. Like, Thank you. Because I don't know you super duper well. But I know, I mean, I know you well enough. I probably know you more than you would think based on a number of times you've hung out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you seem to be very like, this is the deal, blah, blah, blah. You're strong. You're in your, and then if somebody kind of challenges that, it just seems like you're going to be like, like, like the thigh gap thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell me like, I love your thighs. But if a guy phrases it and incorrectly, you're like, that asshole. And I have a lot of girlfriends right. who thought that. But I think he's such a nice guy. See, that's, see, I yeah. need, a, need to learn to soften. And I am learning that. Yeah. But like for a long time, I was like, back off, men will hurt me. That was just always based on <laughs> traumatic young experiences. Is that true? Yeah. Like what? I mean, you told the shit the pants story. You can tell me this story. You, uh, don't, have, you don't have to feel Yeah, no, it. I was abused. By who? <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Okay, okay. Yeah. A family member? None of my business. Sorry, so sorry. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, like, how, like physically? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up thinking, really, really thinking that men will hurt me more than they'll love me ever. Yeah. So I... I often think that that really strong relationship that I had was because it felt very safe, the the one I was talking about earlier. But, um, yeah, I am triggered very easily. And so through therapy, I'm learning, like, I can feel fear. I can feel nervous or scared. But that feelings aren't facts. Yeah. Right? Like, just because you feel it doesn't mean that they're going to do... You don't know how the story ends. But I also think triggers are helpful, too, because Mm -hmm. intuition... Okay, you can, I, I, I think those are two separate things. Intuition and triggers, and as long as you, have, it's good because you have an Instinct. awareness of it. Mm-hmm. So you can, uh, yeah. But I also think it's important to listen to your little voice inside you that goes like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like this guy." I one hundred percent agree. When yeah. I was growing up, my mom would always be like, "Trust your gut, trust your gut." And how many times did we not trust our guts? Yeah, most of like, our twenties. Well, and a lot of that comes from me being like, "I don't want him to get mad at me," or like, "I'm too scared to say no," or "I'm just gonna get in the car." 
you know, yeah. or whatever. I'm going to like go over and, oh God, yeah. Seeking validation outside of yourself yeah. and like not having healthy boundaries. Yeah. Putting guys on pedestals and just, yeah, and just wanting to be chosen. Oh, he chose me. I'm to be so grateful. Yeah. Like, something feels weird, but it's probably just me. I'll, I'll take the blame on me. Like, mm. you know, anyway, but yeah. 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 So I feel like we're like polar opposites, but I feel like in your thirties, for me at least, is like being single and learning about myself is actually like finding the whole picture yeah. of, yes, I am that, but I can also be soft and vulnerable and scared and all those things. It's learning about like, if you are saying like, I'm seeking validation from men and I don't get my own satisfaction unless somebody else tells me I'm lovable and kind and beautiful. Yeah. Like you can be that and then you can also learn to be like, no, I am those things, but I just want that from somebody yeah. and get it in a healthy way. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, back the fuck up. No, no, no. That's just an instinct. Okay, come closer. So when has it worked with a guy? I'm actually, which which one? What do you mean? Oh, like when has it been like good where you've like had, have you ever had it like be like, I feel safe. This is healthy. He's my best friend. I love him. And, you know, have yeah. you ever had that? Um, I felt that way with that first, that guy. The, the three-year guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So safe, so kind, so nice. But but, but magical, the, the magic stuff. Right. So then I got into the magic stuff with somebody else who was a total lunatic psycho. Yeah. Do I know about this one too, kind of? Yes. Okay, cool. So that one was lasted two years and he was crazy and abusive, not physically, but just verbally abusive and an alcoholic and, but that magic Ooh, I was oh. dickmatized, baby. Oh my god! Oh, see that. No wonder you have to be vigilant because, because when you hook into something and it feels familiar, that's scary because familiar is dangerous. Ooh, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I and, do, I do that too. And yeah. if I'm like, and I talk about this with my therapist, I'm like, if I can get somebody who treats me really shitty to treat me to like me, then I will like me too. Oh, I used to do that all the time. Oh, my God. I'm so I feel sarcastic. I don't like sarcasm. Me neither. If I meet a guy who's sarcastic, I'm like, what are you hiding behind? Just be normal. Be real. Be earnest. Like, be nice. I, be nice. Sincere. I can't, I can't stand sarcasm. My therapist says that's unresolved rage, which I believe. And so I, I try not to be sarcastic. I'm trying to like be what I want or, you know, I'm trying not to talk shit. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I used to be really sarcastic. Yeah, me and too. And I totally agree with your therapist. Yeah. I had a lot of rage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm dating somebody now. You are? Very early stages. Okay. What's early stages? But I'm using uh, like a month. Okay. But I'm using some of the tools. So I got into Sex and Love Addicts because of that that person. I couldn't understand why I kept going back into this relationship that was clearly unhealthy and scary. But I kept, I was addicted. 100% addicted to this person. And was like, just like, love me. Like the amount of times I chased him to yeah. not leave my house is insane. Oh my God. Like you'd walk out and be like, fuck you. And I'd be like, come back in. Wait, could you come back in? Oh, wow. Chasing him. You'd leave your house, chase him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because a new thing, I'm going to throw this in and throw it right back to you. I'm trying this new thing that my therapist taught me. I'm taking the path of least least resistance. Mm, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Even for friends, I'm not I'm not coming at people. I'm not trying to text people to get a thing. Like mm -hmm. if I'm just seeing what comes to me and then I go towards like just because I know how to go towards Easy. stuff. Yes. I know how to try to reel shit in. But now it's like, yeah. Like Well, I feel like we're very similar. We're yeah. both like goal oriented, strong women who yeah. are like writing our own shit, doing our own stuff. 
And I feel like with relationships, I'm like, I'm the exact same way. I'm like, oh, I really like her. I'll can I'll push a friendship on her. Yeah. Or I'll pursue this guy because I'm a really strong woman. And but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That, oh yeah, we got to get to traditional roles. So I want to talk about traditional roles. Yeah. Okay. Because after watching Mr. So go on. So you, so a I, therapist, you'd be chasing him, being like, Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So that's how I got into that, and then I just stopped dating, and I had to deal with like the actual shit that's underneath and really go through all that and un- let go of all these old resentments that I had for my dad, for my brother, for my mom, my sister, everybody. Yeah. And then like people just started floating away because I wasn't chasing friends or lovers and like people who I I would notice like I'd get together with some girlfriends, but it was only when I asked. It was never oh, mutual. I'm done with that. So now yeah. I just don't. And it's like, Oh, I can. It's just easy, and I have less contempt for people because I'm not angry that they yeah. didn't call me back. I'm just like, it's okay. Everyone's allowed doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah, like we don't need to force anything. Yeah, just go down the path. Yeah, that feels nice. So this guy, we have not slept together. Oh, good. Um, and we're just becoming really good friends and smooching, and it's so nice. Is this a new thing waiting for? Because that's oh, thing. Yeah. I'm trying to wait. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Okay, I did chase you down for the video on this podcast. I did come to you, but that's only because it's the job. And uh, I wanted to, I have to I oh, ask. I, You're not I, a mind reader. I'm, I, I would have asked, but I think that's weird. Gosh, right? It's weird when people ask. It's probably you know, now that I'm writing stuff to like make. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I wrote a feature. Ooh. I, was think, I was thinking like. Wow, would I be irritated if somebody asked me to be in the thing? And I was like, I probably would because it's, it's stressful because you want to make people happy. Yeah. So people come, it's like, let me just come. So I was, it made me realize that, uh, th- so the long, that's the long answer yeah. to your, yeah. So it's nicer when the person asks, I think, probably. Because so. I just auditioned for a friend's pilot oh, that's going. Oh, so uncomfortable. And, but I didn't reach out to her. Yeah. I didn't, and I felt so much better. Because oh, that's like, so much cooler. It's so much more of a badass path of least resistance. Yes, like Let there, I don't just need. Flow. I don't need to text you to say anything to tell me before. I, like, no, they like you. Yeah. They want you already. That's yeah. why they're bringing you in. Obviously, I got to ask you about auditioning and all this get, stuff. What? We'll what? Get all, wait, but uh, okay. So, so this guy. Now we're just like, I've, I've. It's, it's so nice because sex really. I'm in my 30s. I'm realizing this late in the game. Yeah, me too. But I don't think, I think it's, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah. But I've just, and I'm in a place to say what I need, which is like, I don't want to have sex with you right now because I fall in love with people when I have sex with them. And it's usually the wrong people for the wrong reasons because we let out all these, what are they when we have an orgasm? Uh, dopamine, pheromones. Yeah, but it's, but... Some, it's some love drug thing that makes us really fall in love oxytocin? with oxytocin yeah, i don't know i don't know but yeah and then valium we let we, uh, we yeah. get off <laughs> totally but and also it's like we're letting the person inside of it's us it's so intimate oh my god and for a while we think it's not intimate it's just sex we don't care yeah. sex in the city i know god samantha it's so much more intimate for a woman yeah we are letting you in our body i think i've had so much sex that i was getting to the point where i was like i'm just completely not connected not even connected in a fun way no in a because I've been connected with people I know I'm not in love with, but because I'm like, we're doing this, we're having sex. It's like a fun thing, but I, I'm i connected. Yeah. Like, I, I know that we're both. This, and then I got to the point, yeah, where I think I'm just like numb for a moment. Mm. And so I feel like I've had so much sex, I got to take a break. And I also, but I want, I want to move That's slower. That's powerful. Next time I start dating, whenever that is, mm-hmm. I'm totally, not only do I want to get over the hump of like seeing if I can not date and be hooked into something for a while. When I start up again, I want to see if I can like, yeah, do what you're doing and like well, it's such a nice slower lesson. I don't know if I can. Well, I didn't know if I could either. Yeah. Um, 
But it's such a nice lesson to not be attached. I'm not attached to this person. Oh, wow. And to feel like I have a friend and I'm building trust really slowly. And for a long time, I thought if I didn't put out in any physical way that they'd be disinterested. So it'd be like, oh, I like him. Well, I'm going to have to have sex with uh, him. That's how I feel. But He's just to be like, it. just exactly. But just to be like super honest and like say what you, I, I really like you. This, I think I would, f- could fall for you. Yeah. I don't want to fall for you too soon. Like, why don't we become great friends right now? Yeah. Because ultimately that's what I want in a partner. Me too. I can't believe I'm having all these same realizations. <laughs> but also Aiden said that too. Carrie, uh, episode, whatever. <laughs> Remember when she's like, why don't you want to have sex with me? And he's like, I've tried that, you know? I've, yeah, uh, I've done it. had sex too soon with girls and I really think I could care. Anyway, yeah. God. Aiden. That's who oh, my ex boyfriend was, Aiden. Really? Aiden. Yeah. Oh my God. I love Aiden. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> did Carrie? I think I, she did. I am more of a big, my friend. Really? But I know. Everyone's like, big's horrible. But I get it. He had that magic stardust. But you know what the thing is? So big never said he wasn't who he was. Exactly. You know what, what I mean? What a sexy man. And she couldn't handle it. She kept tethering herself mm-hmm. in this masochistic kind of thing where it's like, I'll change him or maybe but she saw who he was and then finally he became what she needed him to be yeah but uh, that's I don't like Carrie with like I don't like how their relationship evolved but him as a man ooh tall strapping handsome very good at his job honest about who he is yeah hilarious Uh, yeah I feel safe (laughs) he feels like daddy I know (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is what I was thinking. Because, like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you last night when I was masturbating what I was thinking. But, okay. Oh, but I, I like, am curious about masturbation. You don't do that? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. But I never use porn. I've, oh, me neither. Oh, I use my imagination. People, me too. Yeah, we're artists. <laughs> but people really... I, I really use my imagination. Me but too. But most people I talk to don't. They watch porn. Girls? Yes. I'm all, like, making it only men. Like, men are, like, men use porn. No, not men are women. the gross species. Men are disgusting. <laughs> um, uh, but also, I don't, just because, like, but we don't have to feel that way about men either just because we're, like, coming into, I, I don't want to feel no, like I we're, love you know, men. I me love too. dick. Okay. I just like, you know, nice people. Their hearts. Their hearts, their brains. No, no, no. I don't have anything against men. Um, except, what, uh, yeah. Except when they're horrible. Um, so, oh, yeah. I don't watch porn, but I like. I, but I need to have the whole like, you know, we're just coming from the Independent Spirit Awards. My movie screen. <laughs> oh, no, Are no, you? Screen. No, that's what you yeah. masturbate no, to. No, no, no. Hold on. My uh, <laughs> career it, it, porn. It didn't screen. It it won an award. Okay, so, so yeah, we're coming from the Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, my movie got nominated. It, maybe it won. Maybe it didn't. Whatever. It was just fun to be there. You know. So <laughs> this is how you begin. <laughs> I am holding Ingrid's hand because I know how ridiculous I am coming across. This is amazing. <laughs> we get to the Chateau Marmont. We've got a bungalow. Oh, he opens, yes. he opens the what door. What are you wearing? What is oh, he wearing? Oh, God. I mean, uh, it's always different every time. Sometimes yeah. just keds and skinny jeans because I'm just being That's me. That's you. I, I can be me around him, you know? Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. I feel like fun. you'd wear a great strappy heel. I'm wearing, I'm so tall, I You're never so, wear heels. Right. I feel like... That's something we need to get over because no, I don't want to. You don't like heels. After watching Misrepresentation, I thought, you know what? I'm glad I don't wear heels. I only like flats and kids because I I'm uncomfortable in heels. I, yeah. I don't care about being taller so okay. much. I used to, not anymore. I just want to be able to run around. Like yeah. I feel like it's like this weird thing, like oh, to make our thighs smaller or to be like we Back can't get away from thighs. we can't get away from a predator. You know what I mean? Totally. Like fuck you. Who decided this? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Even though I do like it, my feet are big. I can't really find heels. Oh okay. I wear a size eleven. Wow. 
and you're like a basketball player. I'm like a fucking. <gasps> Wait, basketball. why don't you play basketball? We need you. <laughs> I never do this podcast again. I just try to join a team. Oh, wait, you're so tall. Are you? I've got to get back to my masturbation fantasy. But I'm on no new friends. You're on the L.A. Municipal. No, yes, L.A. Municipal Basketball League. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay, yeah. so there's the L. There's the. It's all part of UCB, right? No, it's a comedy collective in Los Angeles it started, of women. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's called the L.A. Municipal. municipal Basketball, basketball women's basketball league. women's basketball league this is me improving with you it's really cool our riff right there the <laughs> that women's. was great <laughs> Did I get we to- play every tuesday it's so good every tuesday where all over different different courts but the main thing i love about it is i'm allowed to get my competitive energy out somewhere yeah because you can't it's really self-defeating if you try and do it in your career who is on the team um, our teams change all the time, but we started with six teams with Angela Trimber's team. And she plays basketball also? I don't know if she does anymore, but she was on Pistol Shrimps, which is the like famous team. Pistol Shrimps, and then there's the LA Municipal Dance Squad. Yeah, so she like started the cheerleaders. that. Cheerleaders, yeah. Yeah. And then um, we moved up. We got a lot of really good players on our team. I had never played basketball in my life. I, I almost did when I was in high school. But You'd then be I, so good. But then I was like, I'm going to go to shows and smoke. No thanks. They're like, smoke yeah. cigarettes? Yeah, when I was in high school. Yeah, not, you're not so anymore. anti-cigarettes now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, do you smoke cigarettes? No. Well, sometimes at a party. Okay. But it's I, I support your anti. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's great. I love it. So That's I, all I'm you know, say. So I work heads. I should come to a practice. I feel like... Yeah, I mean, I you might like need a, a better shoe. A better shoe. Okay. Well, so I'm at the Chateau Marmont. Yeah. So you're wearing Keds and skinny jeans. Or I'm wearing a strappy sandal. Yes, I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm, uh, you know, it's like grass to a sandal. Um, I like the things that I know about you. You're very, like, you always either wear nude or dark vampy nail polish. Oh, my God. And now I'm trying to do a thing where I'm breaking the, I have my toes done. Yeah. With a gel like dark oh. vampy color that same thing but i i'm trying to rid myself of the of the addiction of having my nails done all the time oh so i'm, I'm just have nothing that's on there, great but I'm i love quite, it but i'm fucking with them all the time yeah i'm not even showing you my nails um let me see no it's let me see. A garbage well, i mean i me bite see. and i chew and oh, everything we've got the same thing happening but i think it's like Ugh. we're free to be us this is just us yeah 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 I mean, I do gels every three weeks, but I I stopped. I don't remember why. It's expensive too. Yeah, and but it's, I, it's habitual. Like I, dating, I do love people who have rituals, yeah. and I love that about you. And yeah. I was like, oh, you can always count on her to have vamp or nude. I can't <laughs> believe you noticed that. Yeah, like it, I think it's so cool because I really don't. I often feel like I don't stand for anything in that way if you stand if you stand for nothing you'll fall for everything and that's why i get my nails done as much as possible oh my god we're like we're feminists so we stand we stand for getting our nails done and strappy heels and talking about sex in the city See, you know, it's a contradiction. It's a countless we're contradictions. Nuanced. We're just, we're people. We're a new breed of we're feminists. We're complex. Yeah, you know, it's not black or white. Yeah. Uh, we'll burn our yeah. bras and then fuck five guys. I don't know. We buy a new one uh, yeah. at Target. There you go. That was much better. <laughs> oh my God, I like choked on my own phlegm. Um, okay, so tell me about misrepresentation. Okay, well, I have to finish his masturbation fantasy. Okay, great. So, yeah, he... We, we we get in there. It's filled with like lilies. It's the scent of lilies mm. and a beautiful candle. And then and then like you know he's like proud of me and he, I can't see his face. And that's what I was thinking about today. I was like, who is this phantom guy I'm trying to masturbate to? And it's like it's not Aristotle. He's playing Pokemon. I, 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 you can always count on that. Just kidding. 
he's probably answering emails. He's he's busy. He's works hard. He's busy with a name like that. You must. He does lots of cool stuff. Um, he's a cool dude. He's got a he's got. I say this in every podcast. He's got a cool girlfriend. He's got a great girlfriend. Seven (laughs) years takes her to things. Great boyfriend, right here. I love it. Mm, This guy. Okay. Um. Yeah. So then, so I was like thinking about this faceless guy, but he's I know he's brunette. He's like and something about him. I was like, what is the essence of this guy that I'm touching myself thinking this fantasy? And it's like, I feel safe with him. Mm. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He gets me. He supports me like uh, emotionally and like gets my, who I am. Not that way. <laughs> oh God, that, we have to talk about that too. No, but it's just like, but he like, I learn from him and I respect him and then he respects me, mm. but I also do get strength from our, oh my God, I'm going off right now on this. I'm thing. loving it. But like, I'm just wondering when he starts fucking you, you can come. <laughs> fell asleep <laughs> but i was like who is this faceless guy like but he's got dark hair oh the and phantom guy yeah. phantom guy and i just want somebody who like where i where i could ask him a question about a career thing or a work thing or an internal like thing and go i, I feel kind of scared or whatever and he goes yeah you got this yeah and i go oh i got this like you know and then i think we had sex and everything's fine he's out there i don't know if he is oh my god have you never dated anyone like that I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm completely. I saw misrepresentation. Yes, you keep going back to that. So what do you? I, 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 I just, honestly, I, don't know. I can't remember, but I did watch it. But I mean, they're just talking about how, like, oh god, just uh, just about how much. One of the things I took away from it was like how much time we waste, uh, like looking like we're conditioned by society mm-hmm. and capitalism to like buy all these products to oh. look a certain way. All of our worth and value is in like what we look like. You know, when we get to a certain age, we're useless. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just, and there's so few like women in, in power. And it's mm-hmm. because, you know, women don't think they can do that. Or or we're putting our attention on other things. Like, and I'm completely guilty of this with my Listerine mint spray and looking at myself in the mirror and making sure I'm okay. Is everything okay? Because that's where, you know, I used to always look at myself in the mirror or, or reflections when I would walk past a building. I'd always look at myself because mm-hmm. I was so self-conscious. wanted to make sure I was okay and... Not going to be judged. Whereas, you know, men don't do that. Mm-hmm. Men have all this confidence, whether they should or they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and like you know, we have to deal with plastic surgery and Botox and getting our hair done. We don't have to, but we do. Well, because it's uh, when was the last time you saw a woman with gray hair in Los Angeles? I know, very rare. Yeah, um, I often say if I wasn't an actress, I would have gray hair. And then I think, well, that's shitty. Like, why don't you just be the woman you want to be instead yeah, of I if be- I didn't have this, then I would do this. Um, I sat on. Do you know Gina Davis's panel? Um, she does see um, Jane. It's called cjane.org. The Gina Davis Foundation is all about representing women in film and TV. Gina Davis was in this. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I want to I know yeah, about Yeah, you thing. should join. Okay. It's great. What's it called? The right. Gina Davis Foundation. Okay. I think. Um, and uh, a few years ago, we t- there was a big conference about it, and I learned about the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I fail every time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm in the thing I'm writing. But yeah, go on. Right. So for all you listeners, the Bechdel test is about um, uh, representing women in all your film and television equally as men. So if there's a crowd scene, it should say in your script, 
half women, half men. Because most of the time, if it's a ton of extras, 100 extras, it's usually 85% men. Oh, I thought the Bechdel test was any scene that every you can every scene is like two women t- always talking about a guy. Like, does it fail? If, if you fail okay. the Bechdel test, it means the two women in the scene are, are talking about right. a man. So, so yeah. The, well, the Bech- that is the Bechdel test. The Bechdel test is if you look at your script and then that really shifted the way I wrote. Yeah. Because it's like... Do you have women talking about or doing anything other than talking, pursuing romantic relationships with men? Yeah. And I just shot a pilot like a few weeks ago and I loved the role because she was a producer. She did not have any romance and she was just being a boss bitch. And I was like, this passed the Bechdel test. And I told the writer who had no idea even what it was. Oh, really? A male writer? Yeah. Yeah, go on. He didn't know what it was and he didn't know that he wrote a really cool, strong woman. And he didn't know that that existed. So I sent it to him to be like, just for future, because it's really cool. I mean, it's hard when you're writing because uh, most of storylines revolve around love. And we do talk about love a lot. I don't know if you've learned and been conditioned to, but it's like love and career are the two most important things. I, I am curious and I want to learn about life and consciousness and what it all means and be happy and try new things. But a big part of it is like, we want to fall in love. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's going to translate in movies because... But know. I do think it's part conditioning. It is. Because okay. men don't talk about it a lot. And then if they if it is in a movie, it's called bromance. And it's oh, like, get yeah. out. Like, no, how about they're just talking? Yeah. It's like, two guys, it's a bromance. Uh, like, they can't just be friends. They've got to be kind of in love with each other. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, misrepresentation was sort of about that. Oh. I can't remember because I watched it a while ago. But oh. I remember being quite passionate about it at the time. It just made me sad where it was like, oh, you know, women going under the, like, actresses talking about how, like, uh, oh, if you, uh, just getting, women getting plastic surgery and it's like, yeah. the, like the shit we put ourselves through. And I, I know, it's tough. I, and what else was, oh, and just, oh, but they did make a really good point about, uh, like, because men are like, oh, women have have it so hard. Women have it so hard. But at the same time, you could flip it. Jane Fonda was like interviewed, oh, and I love her so best. much. She's been through so much and had to learn so much about herself through all the men she's been married to, mm-hmm. and, and she's you know kind of had this cathartic experience for herself. Isn't it crazy we haven't been married once yet? Yeah, I Sometimes wonder. I'm like, how am I not divorced by now? Because it's a new generation. That's so interesting. And I haven't had, we haven't had kids. And it's so inter- My mom had a kid when, she, you know, had me when she was like 21. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes, I go, I wonder if that's weird. If she ever thinks about how, like, if she had done what I did, what a different life she would have had and taken yeah. more time, taking more time for herself. But, uh, wh- oh, so Jane Fonda was saying she flips it and goes, I feel sorry for men. Because, I mean, men are fine. Men men have it so much easier no, than I we agree. do. but I agree, yeah. But they're so emotionally illiterate. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, they're conditioned to like, you know, they can't cry. And, they, and so it manifests as like rage and anger. And like, mm-hmm. and they, uh, and they're just. Talking about their feelings is gay. Is gay. It's not allowed. And then uh, I even feel bad for them, for them to even look at a woman and think, think that like all her whole value is in like what she looks, in what she looks like. I, I feel sad for somebody who's so small small minded that they see women in such a mm. small way because yeah. it's like okay well I mean that's not the guy for me and yeah. I, I'll go with a more evolved person but on them and they're missing out on so much and and also about the plastic surgery stuff and then I'll be done with this rant but when I told you I was like okay so I was like snapchatting myself myself like an asshole like afterwards because I was like so moved and I needed I needed to I wish share I saw it. it I haven't been on snapchat oh, in a while I deleted are you on oh. the insta snap instead yeah you made the transition I, yeah. I respect that I get it I'm staying on snapchat but okay. um and then I take breaks here and there too but I was like snapchatting my response and I was like oh my god I'm having all these feelings and I just like um and some of it was like okay 
I'm I don't want to wrap myself up in this idea that like I have to uh, get married and have kids or find a man to do all these things like that's the natural ending like maybe I have to be like no this is good lead by example and I've got to be the I've got to uh, god what was I going to I've got to be the example and have a new way maybe and like mm. or at least for me that's putting and, and, a lot of pressure on yourself well not I mean I'm just saying like be okay with that if it doesn't turn into like if I don't find that's where Mr. I'm at. Big like if I don't get married if I don't have kids yeah you can adopt a kid uh, I can uh, yeah freeze find eggs. a kid I can find a kid I can <laughs> steal, steal a kid, kid. <laughs> improv yeah I <laughs> or have I, a puppy have get a, a new kitty have a puppy get a new kitty um and also oh this is really int- yes and i was also like fuck it like i'll go to the fucking sperm bank like i don't need i don't, yeah. need, I don't need to like worry about like falling love well i may never because nobody interests me i'm so much more interesting than any guy i that comes on my radar lately i'm like i don't i don't want to like they're, i have love for people i want to be have friends uh, friendships i want to be friends with everybody but the idea of like dating i mean who are these boneheads not to put them down but i'm like i'm so not interested in anybody that's great so i was like i'll fucking go to the sperm bank be like oh wow this guy went to harvard he's six three the sperm uh fuck it great inseminate me or not and also i feel like i'm thinking about that like and i you and i have not gotten to this point yet Mm. but it's like i don't know if you do any i'm not saying this in a mean way or to put you on the spot or anything but you're so lovely thank you i know i've i've offended people asking this earnest question with why i didn't mean anything bad by it you, I don't know if you get Botox or injections or filler, none of my mm-hmm. business. If you do or you don't, feel free to tell me, feel free not to tell me. But I don't do anything mm-hmm. yet. And I would like to think I would never, but I don't know what it's going to feel like 10 years from now. I don't know what it's going to feel like to look at myself in the mirror and be like, who is that person? I still feel like a teenager. My face has fallen. But then at the same time, I I watch misrepresentation and I think, fuck it. Maybe I want to, we have a duty as women or something. Or do whatever you want. But you could also lead by example to be like, here's an example of what happens if you don't stick shit in your face to be attracted to yourself. Or, I about, yeah, totally agree. So what's what I, do you do? I had sir, I got I don't smoke a lot of weed, but I did uh, like two weeks ago, and I sort of went on this like crazy mental spiral that everyone in this industry is lying about plastic surgery, and everyone is getting it, and. And everyone's faces are super, super tight. I don't know. I just remember like waking up and being like, I'm fucked. I'm totally fucked. Yeah. Like no one's talking about it and they're getting liposuction and all this stuff. And and if I'm supposed to get it, who's the one who's going to tell me to get it? Oh, God. Like who's the – is it my manager or is it just my own insecurity? Or But I totally agree and it's making me want to grow out my grace. Oh, yeah. Because it's like we're – Exactly. We are never going to believe that we can be anything unless we see it. Yeah. Of course, if you're strong and blah, 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 and you're not in this industry, but people need to see on TV and in the media what they think they can be, which means we need to see women being doctors on TV and lawyers and blah, blah, blah. And then we uh, running for president. And then kids who are five are like, wow, I can run for president. And also women with gray hair and they're considered beautiful and women with wrinkles. And yeah. I do totally agree that yeah. it's by example because, A, everyone lies about getting it. They say they don't get it and then it makes me feel crazy because yeah. I'm like, I am really – knock on wood, I'm blessed with really nice skin. You are. I am. Yeah. Um, and I did try Botox like a year ago. How was it? I really hated it. My forehead couldn't move. Really? Yeah. Like – 
So I never looks not, good to me now. Yeah. So there's nothing yeah. in there now. There's movement, but it looks flat. And then when you yeah, but there's still a little expressive. little wrinkles. But that's to me, it's like beautiful. And yeah. also, I know so many people, sadly, who died. And it's like, who am I to say let's stop fucking time? Like some yeah. people didn't even get to get this far. And I'm like, that's why I hate when people are like, I'm not telling you my age even though we both kind of do this. So it's yeah. like I hate myself in a way. Well, because we're aware of the misogyny and that ageism exists and men who are not evolved are like creeps who are like, okay, let's save ourselves that trouble. Go but on. then it's like other celebrities who look 21 because they've had a ton of plastic surgery and say they're 32 when we all fucking know you're 40. Wow. I feel. I'm so naive sometimes. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like there's so many people who lie about their age and lie about what they've done to their face. So it makes people think at 33, I'm supposed to look like that. And yeah. it's crazy because you can't. And um, I do think it's like, for example, Lena Dunham, like being naked on TV yeah. and doing her thing. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, my God, girls watching TV who don't have Allison or whatever her name's body. Yeah. It's like looks at her and she's a TV and movie star and an incredible writer and Golden Globe winner and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I can be that, too, because I remember when we were growing up, it was just like stick models with yeah. huge boobs. Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Pamela Anderson or was like, who I watched on TV. Yeah, or like talk about thigh gap, Kate, Kate Moss, or just you have like the 90s androgynous, or like, yeah, big tits and like but tiny, tiny. Huge. It's, it was just so funny. Uh, and it's, it was interesting to watch the culture react to Lena Dunham being naked because mm-hmm. their reaction said so much more than her being naked in the scene because the, the, it was just said so much about the culture being like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? We yeah. don't do this. Like, this is crazy. And you're like, wait, what? Like, why are you so... Because we're, we've been so conditioned to all, that's only what's allowed to exist. Yeah. That's only what's, you know. It was, I will say, in my opinion, excessive. There was yeah. a lot of nudity. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But I was also like, we need this. Yeah. Because we need to accept that this is okay and this is beautiful. And, and so not would... only okay, it's normal. This is a human body. Yeah. If we can see people murdered on TV, yeah. we should be able to see naked nipples. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to circle back to about um, maybe we're never going to find our love and blah, blah, blah. I really feel in a really healthy place right now of like, I could have gotten married. I broke up with that guy moments before he was going to propose to me. Not moments, but I could have had that life. And I decided against it. And then I got into that crazy, terrible relationship. And then I dated a bunch of weirdos. And I realized through all of that, I was really like, I got to find my guy. I got to find my guy. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to give it. And I got to. And it's this like crazy timeline that I think I'm on. And I realized. I could die tomorrow. Like, just enjoy today. Seriously, if you live in your, like, just the moment instead of, like, hoping this guy's the one when you meet him and you go on a date and you're like, does he check off all the boxes? And, like, do we have the chemistry? Yeah. Um, if I can just, like, stay in the present moment, that sort of 12-steppy thing, like, what is it? One day at a time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, I'm okay. But yeah. it's only when I start worrying about, like, how it's going to ha- Future tripping. It's and, – and then I also think I'm going to take that step further where I go, okay – but imagine – I'm going to live in the future trip for a yeah, moment. Yeah, The idea of like being a certain age and not – because right now you're gorgeous. Yes, yes. I'm playing in the patriarchy but I'm also being a real – like you uh, – other women might look at you and be like, well, yeah, she's got no problems. You could have any guy you want, blah, mm. blah, you know. And you get to a certain age where maybe like the you're pool un- is smaller totally. or the men are married, you know. Well, that I feel like is now. Taken. It's happening. Um, I'm dating younger guys. <laughs> oh, I know. I do that too. But I think it's a, a, a thing that 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 uh, creates the fear. Makes uh, it's like the idea of like, uh, 
well, when I'm older, I, I want to have somebody or something. So I, I got to make that happen now. So I got security for later. I guess that's what you're saying anyway. No, I know but, what you're saying. But, uh, but then I look at my mom and my mom, my mom is like 60 years old and she has well, a boyfriend. so much younger than your dad. Oh my God, so much younger. And she's, uh, she got married for the first time at like 59. Mm. She has a boyfriend she's had for years. Um, and she said to me, she goes, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. And it, it took her to be like, and I believe her and mm-hmm. she's 60 years old and she's okay. And, uh, and so I just have to remind myself like, okay, so if I'm alone for a lot or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. you can still, I just, it was nice to have my mom. Well, what an amazing example. Yeah. But also there's, we think we know things and you t- cannot tell the future as much I as know. we tell our minds that we can, yeah. we can't. So everything leading up to where you are today what has gotten you here. Yeah. And like when I look back, I'm like, what did future tripping, how did that help me? It never served me. It took me out of the present moment. It made me anxious and mean to the person I was with because I thought maybe they wouldn't be a good father. And it's like, guess what? We're 28 and nobody's pregnant. Yeah. And so I think there's a happy medium between uh, like like let's say career or work stuff. Let's mm-hmm. say you're writing something. Yes. Let's say you write a, you're writing a pilot. Great. And you pitch shows and you've sold shows and you mm-hmm. write and you and like so that's a bit of like putting time into the present to for the future. Right. Like you're you're planting your seeds. So I think there's something to be said about that. That's like different from future tripping because I think sometimes other people I hear other people talking. And then they don't do anything to kind of like help out their future, like in maybe, terms of what? Uh, I don't know. They're Career? like we're only living in the now, like so they do nothing because they're just like so. But you don't live your life that way, and no. I don't live like so. There's like, but uh, some people get that theory kind of confused. Where they're like, it's all about now, and it's like, yeah, but you can do stuff now that'll, you know, to plant the seeds. Where it's you like can if want you, things, yeah, and that's okay. Like you can. Oh, oh God! And think about your hair. You're talking about you're like about having gray hair, and you'd let yourself go gray. I think it's also I want to explore like. Yeah, being the woman you want to be just because you want to be that woman—not you and Jen, but just mm-hmm. women at large—the use of the, the world, the, you know, the <laughs> you know the use of the world. Where it's like, okay, who are we doing what for? Are we doing it for ourselves? Are we doing it for men? Are we doing it for validation? Are we doing because we're insecure? Like, what would make us most happy? For me, I want to dye my hair because I'm like, I like aesthetics and I like, yeah, certain, you know, and I'm like, I'm doing it for me, and it's not so, um, and I have a willingness to not be lazy and, and I'll make the money somehow to afford to get my hair dyed because I'm like, this is the look I'm going for. This is how I want to present yeah. myself to the world because I'm making that choice for me, not so some guy will like me. So uh, so I think, but I, I feel like, I don't know, that's something to look where, at. Where are we going well, with this? I don't this? know. I'm just confused. I'm just but like the happy medium where it's like, are we doing stuff oh, for planting men? planting seeds. Or, yeah. Well, that was a separate thing. Not, I'm just going back to like the hair thing where you said you would like... Well, I just, I, I've seen so many beautiful women. Oftentimes they're beautiful women. When I go home to Toronto, usually who have like short gray hair and I just think, oh my God, what a gorgeous woman. Yeah. And they just sparkle and I just think it's so cool. So you'd want to see without be, without feel like, my mom actually does that. She's got like silver hair. Yeah. I don't want to do it for me, but yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about my friend just she's 40 turning 40 this year. She broke up with her boyfriend or he broke up with her and she was she was texting me last night being like I feel like I'm a spinster and with cats. I'm just going to be a crazy cat lady. And that's and I was like no you aren't. I'm not going to allow yourself to be you to become that and you aren't that. You just aren't a spinster. Yeah. But it's like the fact that that exists because like 
I mean, we're talking about stuff we all know, but a man who's single at 40 is like, ooh, yeah. Is he? Because I'm starting to think men in their 40s who have never been married, there's something weird about them, too. I agree. Because, yeah, totally. <laughs> there's something fucked up about a guy in who's his never 40s, been in a relationship. In a relationship or like, because it's like, He's like a permanent, permanent adolescent or like Bachelor some, for life. something bizarre there. Well, player generally. Yeah. Um, but weird they never call women players. Don't they? She's a player. Oh, she's I've a never, slut. She's yeah. a slut. I used to say manizer. Boy crazy manizer. Sl- man eater. Man eater. As far as misrepresentation is concerned, because I was like watching this movie. Do you have stakes in this movie? No, but I was just like, this like greatly affected me. Just like me, like I was, I, and I deleted all those Snapchats of me crying. I was I'm like, really upset. Because in the morning I was like, I woke up in a panic being like, delete. I mean, no, it was like four in the morning. I woke up and uh, I was like, I have to. I've done that. I've done that so many times. Yeah. And also deleted Instagrams. Yeah, because and tweets. It, it's like, what am I, I was like, oh my God. What am I, I trying to say? What, what do I want people to validate? And I had an awareness of like, oh, this looks cr-. Like I know what people are. Okay. So I deleted my tears and my feelings and my rant but okay feminism we want it to be equal all the stuff Mm -hmm. but how does that play into dating because i want the man i want there's a traditional there's like equal pay it with work there's like not wanting to be objectified and so fucked up and then with the dating it's like yeah hold the door for me pay for the first 20,000 dates okay I know. and fuck me like a man okay it's like so don't you dare up. cry after yeah. you have sex yeah. but if I do totally. how beautiful is that make me feel safe you pussy <laughs> which is also oh. like a slur because it's like oh wait why am I like belittling him calling him a pussy why is a pussy yeah. bad why is a it a bad should be such a wonderful compliment because he's supposed to be a dick a penetrating dick okay but uh I don't know you pu- push me into a corner right here because I want those same things yeah that's what I'm saying what a and nightmare I knew, I knew you would because we text about things like oh my god I went on the state you went on the state here's the thing this is what we noticed and I get so confused because okay and I don't want to do this but if we were going to be really equal yeah. And we're really going to do it. And we're really going to be like, I'm accountable for me. You're accountable for you. We're just two human beings coexisting. Mm-hmm. Then I would take my credit card at the end of the date and mean it and be like, let's split this. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Okay. I I, I don't oh. want to. I know. Why? I know. What do you want? What What's the ideal uh dating scenario like because you're a badass in your real life you're hustling you're doing all your shit on your own isn't it hard enough don't we need to help men feel like men because some men i i heard uh you know it's a nightmare i mean this is something i feel like i i don't know the answer to but yes you do okay here's what do you want look deep okay so i've been on dates with guys who've taken me to fancy dinners and i have to say they, it does feel it gets your pussy wet. <laughs> just kidding. It I don't does talk feel like, like there's like expectations. Oh, expect. Oh, that's another weird thing. Expectations, because then it's like you own me, you bought me, like a prostitute. But like obviously, I was like, damn right, you bought me dinner. But there is that little thing inside me that says like I have to do something. Do you know it's weird? Well, then we shouldn't be. Should we not be going on the date then? So last night, for example, we went on a date. We went to movie and dinner to the ArcLight, which are quite expensive oh, tickets. I and love then, the ArcLight. That's what I want. I love it too. I just want a and guy veggie, to go to what's that veggie place? Veggie Grill. Not Veggie Grill. The other one, Veggie Time. Um, veggie Explosion. <laughs> veggie Explosion. Veggie USA. What? What? Um, across At- the street, the salad place. Listen, I don't have time for this. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. It's the salad place. Anyway, <laughs> he bought the tickets. I bought the dinner. 
And I was like, I'm going to get it. And he's like, I can get it. And I was like, I want to. But you've been dating for a month. Even then, I hate this story, though, because I, oh, God. And then he bought, we went for a drink after, and he bought the drinks. But I have to say, money terrifies me. Why? It's like one of those things that. But you notice all these things, too, like I do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so I wish we could go back in time to, like, talk about, oh, well, I wanted a date recently. <gasps> this is a horrible dating story. Oh, my God. I got I got a worse one, I bet. Go on. Okay. How's the doggy? Good? He's having a snooze. Doggy's having a snooze. He's Go Pepper. <laughs> I adopted him three weeks ago. Um, oh my god! So oh, this is so good. I'm I was on a dating app. Um, Raya Bumble Bumble. I'm I'm on Raya still. I should probably delete it. I haven't looked at it in months. But so I meet this guy. Ta- checks off all the boxes. Yeah. From Napa, loves food, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Our first date, we go to a bar, rooftop bar, and he pays for all the drinks I offer. He says no, and I'm like, ching yes. We love him. <laughs> you do the slow motion. Yeah. You need my... Okay, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we go downstairs after the rooftop, and I call my Uber, and he gives me a smooch, and I give him a smooch, and, I, and then I'm like, bye-bye. And he's like, I'd like to see you again. I was like, perfect date yeah we wait a week he could have called for your, he could have called your uber but you know what then he might know where you live maybe you don't want that but go on uh, yes <laughs> he bought all the drinks okay. i'm buying my damn uber okay but i hear you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um the next date he wants to see a scary movie and go to dollar oysters in silver lake i'm like this sounds no it's great it's cliff's edge a lovely restaurant oh Dollar oysters, though? I didn't know. I don't think it was. Anyways. Go on. Go to a scary movie. Really scary. Uh, that new horror movie. It was like two months ago. A horror, horrible movie. I'm terrified. I'm jumping up and down. I'm grabbing onto him. First, first red flag. He doesn't comfort me in any physical <laughs> way. You're supposed to make me feel safe. You're doing none of it. You're supposed to. Let's put a magnifying glass on that. But yes, I agree. But I was like, just no physical affection. I'm clearly uh, like losing it. (laughs) Then we walk to Cliff's Edge. We have an incredible dinner. He ordered everything off the menu. Uh (laughs) And it's great. And we're having great food. But he said some red flaggy things. For example, he said... um, we were talking about traveling. He's like, I really want to go to Greece. And I was like, oh, I'd love to go there. It'd be really tough to go there now with the given situation. And he said, oh, if you stay in a five star, you won't even see the refugees. <gasps> I'm like, oh, my God. You numb nut. Bad. I, I literally laughed. I was like, what? I just know what I. Oh, my God. He could have been like, I'll get a five star. And then we can uh, sneak some refugees into our five star. Oh, my God. And then we can take care of them. What a nightmare. <laughs> Then we go to another bar because I'm still like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, I need to get drunker. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to rationalize because I still thought he was so cute and had such potential as a mate. Yeah. Even though he said something so horrible. So we go and then the bartender at the next bar is like, do you guys want to start a tab? And I was like, yes, we do. Here, I'm going to put it down. And I put down my credit card. He doesn't fight me. When she takes it away, he goes, you did the right thing. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, I paid for dinner and the movie, so you did the right thing. I was like, okay. (laughs) We don't like him. Then we're leaving. (laughs) As we're walking out, I'm like, this guy's a dick. And then he's like, so this is walking distance from my house. Do you want to come back to my place? And I go, I'm still kind of going like, maybe. And there's alcohol in your system. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, flirty. Well, what are we going to do there? (laughs) And he goes, I'm not going to beat around the bush. You're going to fuck me. Oh, my 
God. I got, I, I literally went into trauma mode. Oh, God. I, I got my phone out. I ordered Uber. Uber shows up in one second. Oh, my God. I get in without saying anything. And as I'm getting in, he goes, too far? And I just nod my head, yes. And I got in. I have never heard from him. Oh, my God. How many dates? Two. Two dates. What but, a fucking asshole. But that's one of those people who's just gotten away with it because probably women are like, yeah, okay. He sounds like a TV writer. He is. Oh! Because <laughs> I, oh, How did God. you know? Because I just feel like that's that kind of like TV snarky, smirky, snark, whatever, like sense of humor that I'm like, I don't know. I want like warmth and depth and kindness and thoughtfulness and don't go for the easy like you're going to fuck me or a good choice. I noticed you paid and I've been thinking about it too. And that's what we're doing in our culture today. We're tallying the things and you it's like relax. Like let's just be like So what do I don't I wish I knew the answer because yeah, if we want equal pay, if we want equal things from women and men we should be paying 50 50 i know but also there is this part of me that wants my dad like totally took care of my mom and our entire family and so for me my history tells me that like to be in a good loving relationship the man needs to provide like they have historically for women women stay home and nurture the baby like i if and when i have a child i want to stay home with a baby well, here's the thing. And we also don't get paid leave, do we? I mean, Not in I, this country. You and I have some weird job where it's like none of that really applies to us, right? Like, yeah. We're like, well, I don't know. We have like these weird cobbled together lives where we're freelance and we're creative and like we don't have nine to five jobs yeah. and we don't work for like companies. Okay. But, um, correct. But that is fucked up for women where they don't get paid leave and all this stuff. But, um, okay. In Canada, they give a year's leave. They do. That's one Canada. Whole... So I, I can get dual citizenship, I just found out. Really? My mom was born in Canada. Oh, my. Get it. If Trump wins, I'm going home. Oh my God, I'm coming with you. Yeah. I'm going back home with you. <laughs> it's a great place. Trump's not going to win though, right? I don't, I talk don't about this. I can't future trip. <laughs> well, it's not, not on that. Trip. We're, this is not a political podcast. Huh. Um. If you guys like Trump, I mean, I'm just happy you're voting. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, my mom is, is Canadian and oh, she was so excited to vote in this election, but she put it off like becoming like a citizen. Like yeah. she just got her green card. Oh yeah, that's what I have. Oh, can you vote? No. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's my mom. So my mom was like wanting to vote, and uh, and so anyway, but now she can't. So I'm like, don't worry, I'll vote. I'm voting for the both of us because I take it very seriously. I'm like, yes. I'm allowed to do this. So it's like you know, it means something. Even though I'm not very political, but I do. I make the. No, I, that's good. I get my cheat sheet, and I go. I mean, obviously, I know I'm voting for Hillary. And after watching Misrepresentation, yeah. uh, it's not sponsoring the podcast. It made it even more important because I was like very into Bernie, but it's like now it's like well, the choices are Hillary or Trump. So. But now it made it so much more like, yes, an example, a woman in yeah. the thing. And, you know, it's like, it's anyway. so cool. Yeah. It's just like to see that anyway for young girls and, and just to it's see so, the model. So, so important. Cool. So what the hell was my goddamn. Oh, there's an episode. Oh, yes. Okay. With the equal, the paying and all the stuff. I know that yeah. for me, if I'm on a date with a guy that I'm like losing interest in or like I don't want to fuck this guy. I don't want to make out with him. I don't want to owe him anything even mm. that's such a horrible thing you'll pay half i'll be like i got this i'll uh, sometimes i'll pay for the entire thing i'll be like don't worry about it i got it and then and then i'm like yeah i'm scot-free i don't know this motherfucker or anything even though i don't and also i do believe in an old school idea where it's like if somebody asks somebody else out 
I mean, I'm not not with friends. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. But like it even happens with friends sometimes. But, you know, but if I met you somewhere and I asked you to meet me for lunch, I'm, you know, we're going to we're going to split it. Yeah. We might even be at M Cafe and pay separate. And that's fine. And uh, but I still always feel weird about that, though, by the way. What? If I go with a friend and they say together or separate, I always have the instinct to want to pay for the other Uh, person. I hate that question. But I'll be be (laughs) like separate. (laughs) I know. But it feels really uncomfortable, right? Yes. There's so much weirdness attached to money. Yes. But sometimes we're broke. I mean, I'm not saying you yeah, are. But, but even people. if you're not, it's like they can pay their own way. Why should I feel bad about this? Yeah. So that's when I, I will be like, most of the time I'll just be like separate. Yeah. yeah we're doing it separate. But um, um, yeah, so I will pay if I don't want to feel I like the, that. I think that's great. Yeah. But crazy that you have to pay your way out of it. I paid once for a guy to, fl- I paid. To stop raping me. <laughs> Just no, kidding. I couldn't that's pay him. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, I'll cut that out, too. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. That's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, everyone's been raped. No. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, go on. Wait. Oh, I was breaking up with this guy, and he had he had bought a ticket to come visit me in L.A., and I paid for him to not come. What? Oh, you gave him his money back? Yeah, because it was like a non-canceled flight and i was like don't come i'm paying for the ticket to not come oh my god how long ago is that oh like eight years ago i remember i hadn't even moved to la yet i was just visiting and he was gonna come visit oh god (laughs) i went to london a long time ago i like early 20s maybe like 2021 and i met this i went to a bar and I saw a really cute guy, and I was too shy to talk to him, so I talked to his much shorter, less attractive friend. And I then, totally know this. Yeah. And then I did I tell you this? No, just <laughs> I know that vibe when I'm yeah. too nervous, but I want to befriend the friend to yeah. be like, I'm cool. Tell him I'm cool. I know it did not happen. I ended up having a rendezvous romp and like doing ecstasy and having this whole New Year's Eve adventure because I went to London when I was by myself. Like I went to London alone, not knowing anybody there. When I was like twenty twenty one, yeah, that's saw, awesome. Saw this gorgeous guy, too much. I couldn't talk to him. Talked to the young, uh, whatever friend. Then the friend was like, "I'm going to come to America. I'm going to stay with you." And I was like, "The living, short friend, the short friend who I had the rendezvous fling drug mm. New Year's experience with, was like, I'm going to, I'm going to come to LA. I want to stay with you." And I was like, "I live in a studio apartment." And I'm like so I'm like quivering. The people pleaser in me is like trying so hard to stand up for myself. It's so difficult to say no, but I'm like saying like listen via like hotmail account, like emails, like please get your own place to stay because then you'll see more of me because it's just too small a space. Didn't listen, comes there, stays with me. I let him. Oh I god. Just, I just drink the whole time to like escape it's just too much. A rendezvous New Year's Eve kiss should never go anywhere else it was like a 10 day fling yeah but like, still a yeah. fling is lovely keep it as a fling. leave it in london but he came leave over it in london should be the name of your book. oh my god leave it in london it was like a nightmare <laughs> but uh oh and, that and then, sounds like a nightmare and then i just had to like kick I, I was going to commercial castings then too i remember like i i passed by i had to leave him at a bar on melrose like the snake pit one day when i'm going to a casting go there and then he like found cocaine and did cocaine <laughs> and then i just went you know what I'm done. Stay with this new person you met at this bar. And then I just like kicked him out and went, you know, never, never again. Because I was like paying for everything. It was a nightmare. You were paying for everything because he bought the flight and you felt guilty that he came to visit at all. Maybe so. It's just like a similar thing where it's just like you paid. Well, I mean, not similar at all. Different. But like you paid the guy to be like, don't come. Okay, man, (laughs) don't come. But, uh, oh, but as far as like the pain I don't know what to do about this actually it's stressing me out because it's like we are feminists and we are strong and we want equal pay does that mean that a man shouldn't treat us no I think we're doing it it's a, it's a we service are different. it's a service to 
to men and their masculinity? Because here's we I feel like okay, listen, feminism. There are a lot of contradictions. It's fine. It's, there's a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. I heard Lena Dunham talking about this, so I know it's okay to quote her and say what Great. she said what because she's she smart. Well, it's just a, like you know, it's not one way or the other. Like we're we're figuring this out. We're navigating it. Like okay, so equal pay. We want that. Mm-hmm. We want all the things. But as far as romantic relationships, yeah, it's different. It's different. And I feel like men need all the help they can get to like not feel like they're like steamroll because like, yeah, at the end of the day, we do make the babies, Mm -hmm. right? We are going to be held up for nine months. Mm -hmm. And I say this really fucked up thing about as far as like men paying, we get our hair dyed, we get our nails did. We don't have to for men. We do it for them, for us, for other girls. I don't know what we're doing. For society, the culture. They can wear the same thing every day. No one will notice. Yeah, Lingerie. We got to get our cute lingerie. Our vaginas waxed or lasered. Okay. Uh, I'm not doing that. I haven't been doing because I'm not dating. I love it. I'm glad it free. <laughs> I guess I'm just free falling. You're always free. Yeah. Even when a guy goes down on you. Not like a crazy town. Like it's I, a crazy town. No, no, it's not a crazy town. It's a nice. It's Exclu- a nice exclusive. It's a, a nice. <laughs> it's a nice exclusive Soho house vibe. Okay. The vibe is chic. Shaggy chic. Shaggy chic. Sloppy chic. I'm just kind of like I want to be natural, normal. Is it like? trimmed none of my business is- i mean is it i mean i'm happy to talk about it is it gross no i'm you talked about shitting yourself in some other podcasts this is like a, a departure from that in a much fun more fun zone i, f- I waxed for a long time me it's too so painful i love talking to the russian ladies though at raya oh the skincare place in la siena oh, okay i don't know it yeah not the dating app one and then one day a woman ripped me <gasps> she pulled and wasn't like holding the skin properly and the inside of my labia tore apart no Oh my god! I just—I'm holding Ingrid's hand. Yeah. I almost want to take a photo. Like even thinking about it right now oh, brings god. it back. Because you know how your vagina opens—it's that part inside the soft, like that feels like the lips on your mouth. Your yours open? Just kidding. Well, you know, like <laughs> yes, the, yes, yes, the lips and yes. in here, like the glistening part when yeah. it starts to glisten. That aspect of your vagina. Yeah, not the skin part. Ooh, so she ripped it off. And, and I was like, huh, and then there's wax still on me. It was, uh, okay. Back now. Oh I can god. feel it on my vagina yeah. right now. Oh my god. Okay, so then I started lasering. Okay. And I liked that. But then I started getting like weirded out. Like, what's this laser? It's what's very it close do? to my uterus yeah. and all these important things. That's why I never did it. So I stopped that. Yeah. So now I take a razor and I enjoy it and it's fine. And, and I don't it's care. cheaper too. Just yes. for girls, young girls trying to cut corners and not feeling like, they, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. I don't need it. I don't need those other two things. You can chop the extra hair with the scissors. <laughs> you can clean up the edges with like a mock. Use men's razors. They're cheaper and they're better because they oh. make everything more expensive for women. Yes, because, they do. Um, and men shave their face every day. So it's like, I feel like those razors are better. Those mock threes or those oh my whatever. Gosh. This Gillette. is... Better. I have the dumb 80s pink ones. No, these Bic. are better. No, <gasps> I get the Mach 5 or the Mach 10 or Gillette something. You're a genius. It's amazing. And then I get the Aveeno. Uh, it's in the men's section also. Go to Target. It's all there. Wait, anyway, what's Aveeno? The foamy. Like, oh, I, foam it all up. you use the foam, eh? I didn't used to, but sometimes I go, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to see what, because it's so what fun. What does it do? It's just fun because then you know what, what part of your leg you've shaven. Okay. I don't use it for my privates, but um, I just use like And the, they, so. it does 
it's not as dry after, right? Yeah, it feels it's like it moisturizes nice. sometimes. Yeah, and you know, you go, okay, I got the hair from that zone, and it's like very clean. It's fun to like foam it all up and then watch the white foam go away. It's just fun. It's are like, you are you a thigh shaver? Yeah, I go try to go as high as possible because I like to be smooth. I loved Amy Schumer's joke when she was like, "I'm one of those kids whose mom told me not to shave above my knee because <laughs> I am that person, I and I still do don't." Oh, you don't? <laughs> and I mostly let my leg hair grow because it's blonde and soft. Like, look. It's like that. Oh, see, I get very... Look, I'm naturally blonde. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of hair in my arm. I used to shave my arm hair off. Like, oh. Maybe because, maybe I, you know, for the man. <gasps> no, no. That's very Persian of you. I feel like a lot of Persian women do that. I or just, wax it. My subconscious... I don't know if that's racist. I'm sorry. Um, Just... Listen. I love Persians. It's, it's fine. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, what the fuck was I talking... Oh, so... Okay. We wax your vagina. We know what you do. We know what I do. All the stuff. Right. So that's why oh, they oh. should pay for our dinner. Fa- mm, interesting. Fa- but that's our choice. You know what I mean? It, that's what I'm saying. Yes. We have to look at that. Is it, our, is it, is it for men? Okay. I'm if you're doing saying. it for men, that doesn't mean that they should buy you dinner. Okay. Oh, wait. No. If you are doing it for men, they should. But if you're doing it for yourself, they shouldn't. I'm just saying. Listen. I know what the argument it is. Okay. I'm just not sure if I agree. The hair. The nails. The lingerie. The fitness classes, um, the vagina waxing, the satin sheets, the, the extra large yeah, dildo, yeah, the, the, the moisturizing, the, the butt bleaching, the, the, the crumb, the crumb, exactly all this stuff. Listen, have you ever thought about bleaching your butt? Um, my, I don't do anything gross. That's another weird thing I ascribe to. What do you mean you don't do anything gross? Why would I need to bleach my butt if there's nothing weird coming out of it? Oh, you don't poop. I hear you. I don't even know what you're, you're talking about. Psychopath. <laughs> um, no, I don't need to bleach my bum hole because um, because it's weird. No, it's uh, it uh, it's just pink and perfect. Okay. And I, I can't talk to you about this. <laughs> oh, yours isn't. <laughs> oh no no no! I don't even know really what my butt looks like. Oh, I do. Okay. Oh, because I do this thing. Or Does it is eating. it poo that makes it not pink and perfect? I, I would imagine so. I mean, really? It stains it? You got weird brown stuff coming out of it all the time? I mean, you do, not me. <laughs> I thought that was natural. But, like, why isn't our vagina dyed, like, a very weird red from bleeding every month? Isn't it kind of pink and... Mine's uh, green. <laughs> oh, my God. I had some guy who was going down to me one time. And he was like, he was like, oh, you're I, something about the color of my insides. You know, who am I dating? Who are these people? What did he say? He was like, some girl. And I was like, Wait, like what? he goes like, some girls. And oh my God, Ingrid just perked up because some girls' uh, vaginas are like, like uh, the, the color. He was like, because my, mine's pink, I guess, or whatever. And he's like, uh, that is like gray or brownish mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and listen, whoever's listening, that's fine, whatever. But he like, but at the same time, he was like complimenting me, but also like, don't tell Comparing me Comparing you to how girls. shitty other... I hate when guys try and compliment me by saying how shitty other people are. Because, yeah, because one, you're kind of... You're, you're judging women. I'm hearing you judge a woman. Also, you're telling me about the numerous vaginas your face has been <laughs> fucking plowed into. <laughs> Fuck you. It's not making her clit vibrate by yeah. being like, your pussy's perfect. Yeah. But by like, the way... All the other girls were like, dusty you, vaginas. <laughs> dusty. <laughs> Did you see um, on Instagram, I posted a photo of like, Every different vagina that ever existed. No, no wonder your dad's mad at you. He's like, he's, should I show it to you right now? Yeah, and you can describe what you're seeing while you're looking up uh, that up. I'm gonna. What's the machine word joke? What, what were you saying? Uh, I'm the type of girl whose mom told me. I mean, oh, I was got it. Yes, uh, don't shave above my thigh. Um, so I created a group called the Perfect Pussy Posse. Oh my god, what if my vagina? What if I have a meaty vagina with like dangly bits? So and, first like, of all, I designed this sweatshirt. 
Oh my God. Go to IngridHaas.com. Not dot com. We go to Instagram on Instagram. Perfect, Perfect pussy posse. Okay. Okay. I want to see the vaginas. And here's this. So read what I wrote. Oh my God. So describe what you're seeing. So I'm looking at uh, an Instagram post. It's a it's 30 different types of vaginas. I'm trying to look for mine. And everyone commented what theirs were. They're like, oh, that's mine. That's mine. I'm in between this and this. But oh, like, my God, will you please send this to me? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many. Because I'll ask my gynecologist. I'll be like, do I have a crazy like vagina? Like, and she's well, like, Well, I great. feel like a lot of female shame comes from we see porn or but whatever. I don't watch porn. I don't either. But we somehow are told that our vaginas are weird or we already think they're weird because they're sort of elusive and like weird looking things. They're like pastrami sandwiches sometimes. Yeah. And you don't really know what's normal. I remember somebody at summer camp telling me mine looked like a lasagna. Really? And I didn't even know what that meant. And I just felt (laughs) shame and hated my vagina. And then one day I saw this and I was like, oh my God, we're all fucking perfect. And it's crazy. There's all these people who have so much shame around their vaginas. Yeah. They should be so, somebody should be so lucky. They get to like find out my vagina is all about all about but isn't it crazy how different everyone looks like some are really closed and some are really open i wish mine was more closed wait hold on yeah where did you find that who drew that and who was it a man who drew that because he'd probably seen a lot of 52 comments by the way 52 comments people are losing it okay please screen grab that text it to me so i can repost it and be like via ingrid haas okay okay because it's very powerful that is powerful because i actually do have and my other girlfriend has a lot of vagina shame we're both like trying to get over that and just be like, we are mountains and nobody can shake oh us. Oh my and- God. Okay. So yes, I think most women do. Because also if you haven't been with a woman, you're very rarely looking at vaginas. Yeah. So we don't know what ours looks like. We're turning just- this over because my eye goes to it because it's a screen. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, we just think, I mean, vaginas are so kind of crazy looking and there's so many layers and there's layers and clitoris and and then all these holes the pee hole and then the penetration hole but also if i wear tight jeans or something i get like all scared oh i i I get scared that like the top of my vagina like if i'm wearing a tight skirt yeah i get get afraid that like not a fupa. Oh, no. That's like front upper pussy. What? I don't know. Okay, but I get All these scared. stupid names Sorry, for Aristotle. our bodies. Cover your ears, Aristotle. Aristotle has hung himself and jumped out the window. I don't know how Are he you did guys it. still listening? <laughs> Nobody No, people will be listening. Because they're hard. dying to know what our vaginas look like. Well, no, what I get scared about is... You're going to see the romp? The, the puffiness? Bu- yeah, the puffiness. <laughs> The puffiness. I'm not kidding. Like, so I'll wear some things and I'll see the puff puff part pop out. I'm like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I'm just thinking about your own pussy. <laughs> yeah. And I get very self-conscious and then I go, well, I guess I can't wear this tight fitted Kardashian-esque dress that I wanted to wear because you can see the puffer. Wait. Like, and the puff is your your like bone, your pelvic bone or your it's my pelvic- very poofy. For your eyes, Aristotle. I'm Or your very up. poofy uh, no, pubic like, hair. Like, you, can't see it now, you can't see it now because I'm wearing I'm Very wearing cool jeans. But I'm, I'm talking about like this like puffy, yeah 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 the, the fat puffy bit of the top of your vagina right hey, i mean and what then, a, i think that's sexy okay cool. it's like a bulge on a man where you're like yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i think all, every your body is glorious i'd love to see you in a tight you had this amazing dress i saw on instagram once that was all stri- like stripe black stripe oh see-through black stripe see-through and i was like gah, 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 gah. oh my god sexy thank you 
My puffy vagina part did not pop out of that. But I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not, if anybody's listening who's like, I was going to date her, I wanted to give her the world, but now she's like saying, saying she's a puffy vagina. It's normal. What I'm saying is I'm dealing with my own insecurities yes. in my head like women do. But then there's a the whole other part, like the part where it's like the lips. And that's what, you know, Chloe, I, I like the Kardashians. I watch the Kardashians. Yeah. And then Chloe is always dealing with like camel toe stuff. And there's this thing called a cuccini. That you What's can, like, a cuccini? Cuccini is like kind of like a hard, hard little thing that's a little, like made of fabric. That you put into your undies to avoid like the undies going into your vagina that create a camel toe thing. So when you wear tight jeans, you see camel toe. But if you put the cuccini, which I just is bought, it like a pad? It's like a little bit of a pad that you stick with double sided tape, but it's very thin and it's just it just softens out and makes it so it's like the undies don't go into the the folds of your vagina, oh. creating a camel toe effect. So you get. I don't think I've ever gotten a camel toe. <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the other the losers. Out there. I think the Kardashians have really like brought a lot of silly girl things to the forefront. I wonder if this is the topic that's going to get me thrown off the Nerdist Network. They're like, okay, this is for nerds and cool smart people, and you were talking about the Kardashians, Sex in the City too much, and vagina folds. And I'm like, no, oh, Chris Hardwick, I love you. No, Chris, come on. Please. We hung out once in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, he's a great person. Yeah, he's very lovely. Um, if I can just get a compliment out to Chris Hardwick, any chance I get. <laughs> um, have you been on At Midnight? No. Well, we got to make that happen. Thank I, you. I don't know what I'm talking about. Are you my <laughs> agent? Like, I have any pull. Okay, so wait. Vaginas. You're going to send me that vagina I thing already did. on your Instagram. Um, oh, the tra- oh, so I listened to, just to go back to traditional roles for a second. Yeah, we haven't figured it out, and it's upsetting me. I don't know if we ever will, but okay, not to only always. I always talk about other podcasts that I love, but. Uh, I think, hold on, before yeah. we get into this, I think it's like. We should all do what feels right for us. And if a guy says, I want to pay for this and it feels right, we should do it. And also, if I want to pay for something for I, him. I never. When do you want to pay? I do. Last night actually. I did. Yeah. Last night I did. He bought the movie tickets and it felt nice for me to treat him. I and get by that the way, too. I love treating people. Yeah. I, I notice that if a man pays for like the first date or, or just makes the offer. Mm hmm. I pay more and I buy him presents or I'll, I offer more because I feel like, oh, like he's, I just feel like it's a give and take or I feel safe mm-hmm. with him or I feel, I'm sure this is all connected to unhealthy things, whatever, but we're working through it. No, but I totally agree. If they don't even offer, it uh, feels, I, you don't appreciate me. Yeah. I feel not special to you. And you're creating a dynamic, just like if, like waiting longer to get to know someone before you sleep with them. Mm-hmm. Just like you're doing that. And that's an idea that could actually affect relationship. I, I believe like letting a man uh, respect your time and woo you and take on the position of like, old school traditions it's a nice thing it's like setting a foundation it's kind of like because behind closed doors in my in my life and i've said this before i'm going to i'm hustling so hard i'm Mm -hmm. working i pay for everything in my life like nobody helps me with anything i it's exhausting it's exhausting and at the end of the day if i'm going to have a partner and and i want to I want to i do want to belong to someone i know Mm -hmm. it may sound horrible i want to belong to someone i want to feel like i'm and you're being fucked by a guy, right? So it's like mm-hmm. this kind of like I heard like Reggie Watts and uh, Pete Holmes talking about this on Pete Holmes podcast, and I always like I refer to him his podcast a lot because I love it. Yeah, and, it's uh, great. He's a great giggler. Uh, oh, he is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I, I love his show. And this episode with Reggie Watts is great. And I, I love Reggie. Uh, well, they were talking about dating and women and why they do what they do and why they pay for dates and what mm. and like and and them t- and taking on uh, like traditional like. And what was their reason? Well, because they wanted 
they want to um, give themselves. I don't know. It's like I guess they they like doing. Reggie's was nicer. I liked what he said. Oh, he's he's a gentle soul. Yeah, he was like he's like a gentleman. He respects women. He just loves women. He wants people to feel good. Like it was just like. The Reggie re- gave me this phone. He did? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's very nice. Yeah. He's a good friend. Yeah. And he was talking about how he had a bunch of iPhone 6 Pluses. Oh. And he likes to give them to people. And I said, I would like one, please. Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, you've been on Comedy Bang Bang, like, yeah. how many times? I don't know. Maybe four or five. Um. Well, any all, all the girls listening, all the men listening, if you want to hear the way to do it and why you should do it. Uh, as far as like woo and romance and uh, I'm gonna go home and listen to this. You now. really should. The episode with Reggie Watts on the uh, on the on Pete Holmes. You made it weird podcast is really illustrates two wonderful men searching and like very in tune with like consciousness and like mm. thinking. They're woke. One d- might say they are woke. They are thinking deeply about like what we are all doing here. And they and I love they talked about relationships and why they treat women a certain way and what, it, it. what it means to them because it, it, like, it makes them feel like I have something to offer and I'm mm. like you know and, and they want the best chance that, all the help they can get mm. to like you know make themselves look I don't know you that's really to, nice but uh, yeah for a long time um, I read this is probably TMI but my parents will never listen to it I remember reading my mom's diary when I was a kid and she wrote if I ever win the lottery I'm gonna leave Oh, my God. And that really affected me for a really long time. They're still married, and but it was like, felt like my mom was so financially tied to my dad. So for the first probably 15 years of my life dating, I refused to let a man pay for anything oh, wow. because I never wanted to become what my mom was financially dependent on a man yeah so like i just didn't have really i can't imagine what guys thought they must have thought we were always in the friend zone because i refused to let them pay like i was like really aggressive about it too because i wanted to be like love me for my brain and blah 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 but like the opposite end must have been like she doesn't even like me oh yeah i don't need you and then maybe sometimes men are like but i want to be needed yeah and then, and then, you know, we can soften up and be like, yeah, and I want to be, uh, I want to, I want to be maternal cozy. or not maternal, but like a nurturer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I think I want to, oh God, I want to, I don't want a caretaker because I'm very independent, mm. but I want to stop being, I'm always like doing all this stuff for the guy, like, and I, uh, because you I, want somebody to lean on. I want somebody to, I, I never get that. I don't know. I don't know if anybody will ever be able to handle me. I'm like breaking down right now. <laughs> I totally I think that that is a self-fulfilling prophecy for you. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? You're super lovable. You're super kind. I don't know what you mean by nobody would be able to handle you. You're lovely. I don't know you intimately like what you're like in a relationship, but I think there's people for all of us. And and that doesn't mean that there's only one. I mean, we can have three or four or five. Yeah. You can break up and at 59 get married. But I... I I think that's like really um, a negative thinking for yourself. I gotta stop thinking that, that. Yeah, because it, what you think, what you, I read a book called uh, Vibrations or something. It's all about vibrations. Yeah. And like if you're thinking like I'm too much, I'm too much, you are going to be too much. Yeah, you're just gonna be too much for somebody because you're also putting that out into the world. Like I'm too much, right? I'm too much. But if you're like I'm perfect the way I am, and that's not an ego thing. It's just like I'm in a healthy place. Well, I go through weird moments where I go. If I am this and I am like a loving person and I'm driven and I'm kind and I'm open to other people and I accept other people, mm-hmm. if I'm all these things, 
and I can and I'm monogamous and I'm mean what I say and I can show up for someone whatever all the stuff I go then I have to believe somebody else is out there a man is out there because I date men mm-hmm. like who feels the same way and is able is the same as I am I totally think so who hopefully maybe lives in Los Angeles who is attractive yeah. who's sexy and tall <laughs> sexy and, and tall will pay for your dates <laughs> I, but I'm like if I am all this there has to be so I have faith and I go back and forth but just like watching that movie or just like I don't know. I was just like, I just don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. I know I'm not supposed to. In the I future totally, tripping. by the way, relate to that feeling. You do. Yeah, I go in yeah. and out. So very much. Yeah. But then I just realized, like, how is that helping me? Yeah. Like, what is this thought doing for me? It's just making me nervous and insecure and hating myself. Yeah. And trying to fix things that don't need fixing. And then I just was like, okay, just also like let it go, and then also try and figure out what why I'm thinking that. Is it because I feel lonely? If I'm feeling lonely, like, what can I do to not feel that? Because if I'm just sitting there fucking my brain up and being like, I'm going to be too much, I'm too strong, I'm too heady for a guy, I'm not fun, I'm too serious, then, like, I I try and just, like, deal with the emotion that I'm – that I that I can deal with mm-hmm. which is I'm feeling lonely I'm feeling insecure and like go hang out with people or do some self-care manicure pedicure massage yeah prostitute prostitute um, <laughs> for me like I feel like a masseuse is like a prostitute like if I that's what I I feel like that feels so nice to be touched by somebody yeah. like that's all I need is a woman well, I don't need penetration I just like to like be robbed by well another. especially if you're taking your off dating you should do massages I should because human more. touch is so important yeah Here's a weird thing. In Bali, by the way, I went with Andre Vermeulen. Really? To Bali. And a Balinese massage, they massage your breasts. They do? (laughs) Wait, you guys went to Bali together? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just why? Spiritual journey. We were both like single and upset. It was in March. where I This March? Yeah, where I was dealing with that like, I'm never going to find love. Like the one has gone. Oh my God. And we went on a spiritual thing. Yeah. I think the reason I think, like, I don't know if he's out there, is because I get into this weird control freaky mode where I go, because I have, like, I'm not on Tinder, but I've been jumping on to look at it because my friends are like, you got to check out Tinder because I think Raya is, like, annoying and irritating. Raya's, what, only in LA is there, a, is there a dating app where you can be in the, <laughs> I'm just here for friends mode. I actually have it on that mode right now, but even though I'm hidden, I'm, I'm hidden on Tinder and Raya, but I'm lurking on Raya just to look because if I'm not dating, it's fun to look. What a nightmare. But I know. How confusing. <laughs> I'm just here for friends? Because it's a, it's a, it's a networking. networking app or whatever. But, uh. I guess because I get in this mode where I'm like, well, I've seen all the men that exist. Mm. I've seen them on Raya. I've seen them on Tinder, even though like Tinder is insane. Wait, what about Bumble, Bumble for you? Well, I'm not even... Well, I'll, I'll look at Bumble too. That's but. the one where the woman talks first. Yeah. Oh, but, but on I your not want t- that. You're on, I saw, we, Alexi and I matched on Raya. Yeah, uh-huh. And, and it said in her profile, I loved how honest you are. You're <gasps> like, I don't... I'm kind of old school and I don't like to talk first. So if we match, you should talk first. Or because something. I think it's important going back to old, you know, traditional roles. If we're already on an app and it's so easy and like shooting fish in a barrel, mm-hmm. right? At least can you fucking write me first, dude? Like mm. really? Like we've already, we're on this thing where it's basically we're like over here, like I'm over here. Yeah. But so I guess I look at all these things. Right now I'm like looking at all these apps because it's like fun. If, if I get lonely or if I get bored or if I go, I want to, you know, entertain that uh, flirtatious side of myself which is such a huge side that I've been like shutting down lately which is weird mm. so, um, I'm going to look at these things just to like look at cute people and faces and whatever and get excited about life um, 
then I go, well, now I, I'm aware of everybody who exists. I accidentally fool myself into thinking that everybody on Tinder or Raya or on Facebook or Instagram, those are all the people that exist. Right. I've seen them. <laughs> and no, I don't want any of them. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> so it's more like this weird control thing because I'm like, well, we tried. So, yeah, you figured it out. So now that you have the answers, it's like, oh, well, then I am going to be a spinster cat lady for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my life. I'm like, well, I know. (laughs) That's just you trying to control it so you don't feel bad. Instead of being open and being like, I don't know, and that's okay. Comfort in the discomfort. (gasps) Can you borrow my faith (laughs) that you are going to find the greatest love of your life that you didn't even expect? And if I don't, I'm okay still? I'd rather rather think positive, though. Let's go back to what you you said. (laughs) I have faith that you're going to find the greatest a great love and may, maybe more than just one maybe and more. it's going to be so fantastic it's going to be it's going to exceed all expectations you're you might even wear high heels like Wait, high heels <laughs> i mean you might go back to blonde i am 25 percent psychic so you listen up you and are? listen good are you serious yeah what mm-hmm. how do you know that it's a number a friend of mine put on it, but uh, I just, I have sort of psychic abilities. Okay. I just feel things. I, I'm a highly emotive person. I feel like you are too. Yeah. I feel things of other people, but I also just, there are weird things that I've just called. And I, I just, and I texted a friend, for example, who has, I saw her at an audition. It was like hundreds of women. I left the audition and I called her and I was like, I just... I know you got that. Yeah. And she called me the next day. She's like, I'm on hold. And then she booked it. And I, there's no reason why I should have known that. Like, I didn't, she wasn't like better for it than anybody else. I just had a feeling. So tell me what's going to happen. Tune into it right now. Go. I mean, I. Who am I with? Who's the guy at the Chateau? I can't, I, I don't even think it's at the Chateau. Oh, not the Chateau, but like, who's the guy? Who's my guy? What does he look like? Who is he? He's not what you expect him to look like. Okay. He's handsome. He's very kind. He has an open heart. He's very good at communicating. I think he's much older than you. He is? Mm-hmm. Is he a record producer? <laughs> he, he, I'm, not, I'm not getting that vibe yet. I feel like he wears a smart shoe. Like, I don't think he's like a Vans wearing dude. Oh, good. Um, I love it. Hold on. Let me tap into this a little bit more. I think he may be a New York guy, so you're kind of doing long distance for a bit. Oh, no. No, it's great. It's it's like one of these relationships that like forces you to be comfortable with your aloneness and like starting to really tap into that because he's like, I think he has very healthy boundaries. I've done long distance before. No, but then he's going to move here. Okay. Um, uh, you're going to have as many kids as you want, natural or non. Yeah. And you're going to be more than okay. You're going to be really happy. And you just have to trust that. Can you borrow my faith, please? Yes, I'm taking it. I feel good. I actually do, do feel good. Knowing that? Yeah. Like now I'm like, okay. I'm just like believing you. Yeah. Wow. I nailed it. Nailed it. Oh my, <laughs> I love that this turns into a reading. Um, <laughs> show me your palms. Show, oh God. I don't um, read palms. Okay. I like really did look at my palms. So um, as far as, okay. So you work a lot as an actress. I know this is total like uh, tangential uh, aside. Yeah. Thank you. But... Um, I want two things. I want some advice. Great. I'm, I feel like you book a lot or oh. you can tell me I hate auditions. Okay. The, says the girl who's on billboards across Los I Angeles. I mean, I don't know about that, but that was, that was one job. It's over. That's great. Grateful for that. Whatever. But like, okay. So I had an audition this week for something or whatever. 
and uh, I, t- I take beta blockers. I have to take like... I take them sometimes too. Do you? Mm-hmm. Um, propranolol? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I take like 10 milligrams of propranolol mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. So how do you prepare for an audition? Because I just think like that is such a... And I know it may be such a basic question, but really it's like to go into those rooms and to prepare... Like it's an art form. It's a whole other um, thing. First of all, I don't feel like I book a lot from auditions, just saying that, because I don't think I'm a very good auditioner, but thank you. Um, I book a lot of commercials, but those are completely different. Um, What I'm doing now, which is the same thing that I'm doing with, like, my life dating stuff, is just, like, who cares? Like, I don't book anything anyway, so why don't you just have fun? Yeah. I learn my lines. That's number one. Learn your lines. Learn them off by heart. And I mainly go in for comedies, so I always improv, because... I've had people tell me who've created other shows that they're like, we write stuff, but like, if you're funny, show us that you're funny with improv. Yeah. So I go in and I just do my thing and I have fun with it. So I memorize. I now I'm on a whole new kick of like not wearing what I think they want me to wear. For a long time, I was like, what will look good? What will hide my thighs? What will make my boobs look great? Oh my God, right? Like, yeah. I need a little bit of cleavage, but not too much. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I need something that slims down my body. And now I'm just like, no, guess what? I have thighs and I have boobs, and I'm going to wear, like, what I'm wearing today, you I wore to great. an audition the other day. You look awesome. But, thank you. But I would have never worn that because I'd be like, it doesn't show cleavage. It's kind of loose. And now I'm just like, wait, people, people need to know you're wearing a crop top, boyfriend <laughs> jeans with patches on them, uh, and you're, you're showing your midriff a bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but okay, but yeah, you look beautiful. Thank you. Okay, keep going. But I, this is I feel, I feel like me, yeah. and I feel like I often had audition clothes and clothes that are not that don't represent me at all. Me and too. I'm realizing we get hired for me. You get hired for Alexi. They're not like. Oh, she's an amazing Carol. It's like, no, do we think Alexi is Carol? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. So, and also they know the second you say anything. So like be yourself because they're just hiring you. And I realized that when I was creating stuff, I write stuff and you probably knew this when you're doing your short. It's like, who represents this, this character in my life the most? I want him to be sexy. I want him to be tall. I want to have good chemistry. And you find that not like who can act the best. Yeah. So those are, I think, my thing. And I often try, if I can, to work out before I go to get off those nervous energy stuff. Oh, working out. God, I should incorporate that like, in my Just life. like a walk or a run or a hike or anything. Just to like get, I feel like if I'm hungover or tired, I give the best auditions because I can't care. Oh, yeah. That's the one good thing about drinking is that I don't give a fuck hangover aspect. I haven't been drinking, though. I stopped drinking. Yeah. yeah. So I don't try and get hungover. What I'm saying is, if I work myself really to, to a tired part, then I'm like, I don't get, what do you need me to do? And also, this is a fun tip. I always ask if they need an adjustment because oftentimes they're so insecure on that side to offend me. Oh, really? Well, an actress told me this once and now I do it all the time. I, I do it and they're like, great, that's great. And I was like, do you need any adjustments? Can I change it in any way? And sometimes they're like, you know what? Actually, yeah. Because sometimes the director's like a first-time director or a writer is the first time they got a pilot and they don't know if they think we're so experienced and good at our jobs that we'd be insulted. Really? Like oh, God. the most insecure of ones. The really experienced directors I feel like are – they're like, okay, great. Take it down a notch or whatever. But there's also people who are doing their first go at it. And so I – and then they're like – it gives them an opportunity to be – do great at their job, direct or whatever. So that's my – also, I just like creating my own stuff. Yeah. Has helped me a lot. I'm in the 
I'm about to pitch a show in the next two weeks. Oh, that's exciting. I'm so excited. Can you talk about it or you don't want to talk about it? I don't think I want to talk about it just because I'm really excited about it. But um, that's been my focus for like six months. We've been developing and developing. And I just feel like the acting stuff, I'm just kind of like, I would love to do, I'd love to hang out on set with my buds and do something cool. But I don't really care because I'm creating my own thing. And so that I think is like being busy with other stuff and not making jo- your these jobs your number one is probably the most important thing. Oh my god, I com- completely agree. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's so important to be a multi hyphenate and not just be like, you know, not just be an actor or an actress, whatever you want to call it. Like because it feels so horrible, horrible to be like at somebody else's mercy. Yeah, like and also you feel like when you're on set you. It's really not about what your take is on it. They're like, do this this way. Okay, bye. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know. I used to always divide commercials and theatrical stuff into like two types. And I want to like meld the two because I always feel like, oh, I don't give a fuck. It's commercial. It doesn't matter. I'll go into the thing. No big deal. Both of them with theatrical stuff because it meant so much more. Like when I say theatrical, to those of you listening, not knowing what I mean, I mean like, you know, TV auditions, like TV show auditions or film auditions. I, I felt make, the exact same way. Yeah, I'd make them so much more important. And then I would never book because I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, and I'd be terrified to be shaking, just like crazy. I act like a crazy person in there. Yeah, and just be so wound up. And now I don't want to feel that way, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so, I'm, yeah. So, that's so I, do you feel like you're creating your own stuff has helped? Uh, I do. Well, I mean, you've sold stuff before. you And, and you know, like, I don't even know what my, my point is with this, but... Uh, uh, it's a feeling I like more. I don't know if it's helped with theatrical auditions. Um, I totally agree. Because I, I still don't book that much, and I would like to. And I always say, like, oh, my dream goal would be to be like a series regular on a show, one that I create or don't create. And these are big, lofty goals, but they don't mm. have to be really. But like, but uh, but I feel like I do. There's more power and control. I don't want to be just an actor. You know? Yeah, I, it doesn't I, even sit right. It doesn't for even me. Feel, yeah, I feel like I I want to be like. You know, again, going back to that documentary and thinking about like being the example, it's like, okay, there aren't very many uh, female directors and people in these positions. Well, yeah, I don't want to just be just a series regular on a show, even though I think that would be great because I'd love to have money money coming in, the money coming in, and I can make my own stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I think my life path is is harder for myself or it's going to be more difficult and challenging. But it's just, yeah, I need to direct a movie that I. Yeah. Right. And acting. And that you wrote thing. it. Yeah. And then like so I feel like, okay, that's you know, I need to not get Botox, not get uh injections and just uh make stuff and be then, the change and, you wish to see in the exactly. world. Exactly. So we can't expect other people to do it for us. Yeah. I think that's really powerful what you're saying. It's true. Like it's we don't get it, and especially when other people are getting it and they're more beautiful and skinnier and blah blah blah. But it's like we we can also be the head of the pack for the next generation. And I also feel like if you have the ability, if you are a writer, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me, like if you have that inside of you mm-hmm. to not uh, do something with that mm-hmm. and like uh, putting that out into the world or, or like uh, sharing that with people, then it's such a waste. Yeah. You know, so it's like you have to rise to the occasion to like, because if you've been given that uh, talent, go or to something. your calling. Yeah, and I feel like, oh god, this is so. I didn't expect to be saying this about myself. It's so cornball, but I, I feel like, oh, I have all this stuff inside of me. Uh, you know, maybe that is why certain things haven't happened because I'm meant to do other things that are anyway. That are well, I think a lot of the time, yeah, it's hard to be amazing at jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. I think it's really hard to be incredible at your career, incredible in a relationship, incredible at keeping familial relationships. Like, sometimes we just got to focus. What do you want to be, like, 
Gesundheit. It was just a cough. It wasn't even a Thank sneeze. Thank you so but, much. Um, what, what do you think? Where do you want to be in like 10 years? I would like to be a mother. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to be a homeowner, even though like, who cares? Yeah. But I, apparently that's an American dream that I'm supposed to want. I think owning a car and owning a home, it's like cozy. It makes you feel like, okay, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would love to be like show running. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to, I love creating more than anything. So this show that I'm creating is for me to star in, but I would love to probably transition to directing and show running in, in my later years. I want to make sure I ask you all the things that I want to ask you and like ring you dry. We've talked about misrepresentation. I think we've talked enough about misrepresentation without getting a a stamp from them of approval. That's true. They really should be. Do we need to talk about Pepper? Because that's fun. Pepper is a blind, a one-eyed dog because he was kicked in the head. Oh my god! um, By somebody scary, and I follow Spot Rescue on Instagram, and I saw his story. And I've wanted a dog my entire life, but I've always been like, oh, I can't be a dog owner. I'm an actor. I'm running around all the time. And then I saw this perfect little specimen on on spot on Instagram, and it was like I say this a lot. Somebody else drove the car there because I don't even remember it. I just showed up and I walked in. And I said, "I need to see Pepper," and oh he came God. out. His tail was between his legs. He was so scared he would refuse to be near me. I started crying. I swear to God, I saw myself in Pepper because I was that person. Oh my God! And then I took him home. It took me forty five minutes to get from La Cienega to my house in Hollywood because I was driving so slow. I'd never had a dog in the back of my car. Oh my God! By the time I got home. I was like, oh my God, he's perfect. He goes into my house that night. I show him to my mom on FaceTime. She's like, he's so scared. Do you think he'll become nicer or anything? And I was like, I hope so. That night I stayed home. I watched TV. He still refused to be pet by me. At one point he walks very slowly up to me on the couch and he goes on his back like to let me pet him. I started bawling saying, and I have video footage. I started videotaping myself going, you're safe now. I'm safe now. We're safe. And I'm crying. I even cry thinking about it. It was the best. And then the next day I took him up to Beachwood Cafe, a cafe very close to my house. And I tied him up outside and I went inside. Don't come find her. She's got a hammer uh, under her pillow. Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) And I uh, I love the cafe though. Yeah, it's great. And then I went inside and some woman like 10 minutes later is like, does somebody have a small dog? And I was like, yes. I jumped up. He'd gotten, he was so scared. I didn't know this about rescues, but like you can't really leave them alone. He um, he ran away, and this is the first day that I have him. I'm terrified. Yeah. This stranger, danger lady, throws me in a Range Rover. We start driving up and down Beachwood. I'm screaming, Pepper, Pepper, and then I see him in the distance. I go, there he is. Drive, drive, drive. She goes, no, that's a coyote. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You adopt the coyote, too. <laughs> I'm driving up and down Beachwood, and then I go, just turn down the street because I live. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So turn down this one and this one and this one and this one. He's waiting outside my door. Oh, my God. With a stranger holding. At this point, I don't even have tags with my address on it. So she's just like, I saw him standing here. So I lured him to me with a banana and I just started weeping again. He had ran ran home to my house, which is not just a straight shoot. It's very complicated. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay, we're buds for life. And how long ago was this? Only a few I, weeks. I've, I've had him for three and a half weeks. And what have you known? Four weeks today, I guess. I think this is great. This is like uh, this is part of tied into the journey of, of you getting softer and, and like, you know, 
being less vigilant. Yes. Kind of, yeah. So what have you noticed so far? Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I love being needed. Yeah. And I need him just as much, which is so cool. But it's really, um, I love spending money on somebody else. Yeah. Oh, other they, than myself. Well, that's good. Well, then, yeah. Well, then keep doing it on dates, too. No, then. like, <laughs> I love, like, I, like, take him to stores. And I'm like, I can, like, it's so nice to have somebody else to care for. Yeah. Really, I'm, like, wholeheartedly, I'm caring for him. And I get so much out of it. And I love him. And I've never had a pet in my life. You haven't? No. I think it's good because it gets you out of your, it's unconditional love and it gets you out of your head and you stop thinking about yourself and you're like thinking about something else, some, and like, someone else. Something when I'm else. lonely at home, like it's cozy, it's, I don't feel lonely. Yeah. Like you must've felt that with your cat. My cat is still in my life. He is downstairs. The downstairs neighbors, he was insane. He was ballistic. He was the, I was in a codependent abusive relationship with my cat. I feel cat. like we're pretty codependent. This dog is mellow. My kitty was mellow like, mellow as Wah. hell. My kitty was like, like just nonstop, where I'd be like, "Kitty, oh my god!" Like just paw under the door, like come, like shaking the door, opening the door with his paws, just like this brilliant cat who was just like coming for me. And like I'd have a guy over, and he would just like annihilate. It was crazy. Yeah, that's not chill. But the not chill at all. I'm not chill <laughs> if I'm trying to seek chillness via a pet. This kitty was not that pet, and uh, and so the beautiful thing that happened was my neighbors were like, uh, fell in love with him because my kitty, I made kitty an outdoor kitty because he just wanted oh, to go out. And yeah. everybody was like so judgmental. They're like, he's going to get killed. And other people were like, let him be free. He's an animal. So I was like, fuck it. And he loved being outside. Oh, great. And then my neighbors, downstairs neighbors, uh, fell in love with him. And they're like, hey, yeah, we know that you've been looking for a new home. If we could have him. So now it's like this communal kitty situation where love he'll, it. he'll meow on my door. He'll come over. He'll hang out. I'll, I watch him when my neighbors are out of town. Perfect. It's, it's like ideal. I couldn't have asked for a yeah, better. That's it's great. like it's my my angels are looking out. I for love me. this about Hollywood, the neighbors thing. Because when I go and have an audition in Santa Monica, my neighbors upstairs yeah. love him and take him for four hours. I love why I love apartment buildings because I'm an apartment building baby. Like because I used to, I was raised in one. apartments. They're so loud over there in that room. What are they doing? I don't know. Listening to cartoons. I know they're watching Nerdist. The, yeah, Nerdist. <laughs> the meltdown comics. All cartoons everywhere. Um, yeah, I like being surrounded by other people. Mm-hmm. Are you an only child? No, middle oh, child. Middle child. Mm-hmm. See, I like the communal feel of an apartment. Well, community building. is very important yeah. to me. Yeah, and so I'm very good friends with all of my neighbors. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we don't need to buy a house yet. No, I really. I was thinking like I wanted to move, but I was like, I can't. I love that. Like one girl feels like we're like best friend roommates. Yeah, but we don't live together. But we have the exact same one bedroom. And we go to each other's houses all the time for wine to show each other what dresses we're wearing. Can we borrow dresses? Like, great. Then I have two guys up on top. I mean, it's great. I live in a fourplex. This is like the show you're pitching. I'm just imagining this is the show. I mean, I did pitch that show. Nobody bought it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, God, will you come back here again at some yes, point? This is let's great. hang out in real life. I would like to. But no pressure. Like, we just love just seeing like each casual, other. Just like Path of Least Resistance M-cafe. or whatever. M-Cafe, no big deal. Or Beachwood Cafe. Um, oh, anything else I want to ask you? Oh, God. Is there anything else I didn't uh Well, I didn't, I didn't tell you that yesterday Pepper and I did shower together. You did? <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> I think it's like saving, uh, it's like water well, conservation. I, I bathed him and then he kept wanting to get out. So I was like, all right, mama's coming in. No, as long as it doesn't affect the relationship with this guy you've been dating for a month. <laughs> I mean, you guys are, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it felt very maternal. Do you think this is the guy? No idea. You have no idea. So I don't mean to put the pressure on No, and you didn't. Things like that, I feel very free from that. Yeah. Because I realized 
the more that I thought about it, the less I got it. So now I'm just kind of like, I have no idea. Maybe, maybe not. And why do we need to get married? Because then we, for me, I, I feel like I'm, answer, not a fa- I'm not a failure to society. I feel like an, a true failure if I don't get married. So, but are we breaking that belief? Or do you still feel that way? Like, do, why do we really need to get married if we really look at it? Yeah, we don't need to. But do we have to if we have a kid? Because that no. protects the kid? Like, we could have kids on our own. We don't even need men. But I do think I have an aunt who's single and has been her almost her entire life. And she's told me she's now 65. She's like, life is meant to be shared. Like, don't, oh. don't, do, don't do what I did. Oh, wow. And I think that's very sage advice. I do think we, uh, yeah, sometimes like maybe you get into a long-term relationship with sort of a platonic friend and then you have sex friends on the side. I don't know. Yeah. I do think we, we're not just single beings. I don't, I wouldn't be happy being single my entire life. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm at the point where I've had so much casual sex. I've had so many sex on the side things where I've not wanted to date a guy or, uh, and I'm done with that. For, I yeah. feel like for the next time I get into it, now I want to, I just, I think I want, uh, I want to, I don't know. My friend and I discussed maybe like we would be life partners, a girl that we don't have sex, but like we raise children together and have sex partners on the side. Oh, well, I don't know if I can ask you this. I forgot to ask you this and it's not my business and you don't have to talk about it, but... Did I date women? Have you dated women? Yes. And well, uh, how did that happen and what did you notice that was different? Would you I was do just ag- curious. Yeah. So I dated women. Would you do it again? Yeah, yeah, probably. What was... I mean, yeah, I'm open. What was it? Was it... How was it different? I mean, I know people are different because, you know, but like... What did you notice? The, I only had one serious relationship and she cheated on me. So <gasps> it wasn't great. God damn it. Yeah. But like, was and there... she was like a real, like, I wear suits to fancy stuff. She's kind of like, like a masculine girl. Very masculine. Yeah. I feel like you're kind of masculine. Are you feminine and masculine? But maybe, but you tap into your masculine any more than I do. I feel yes, like. Yes, I am. Yeah. So. What was the main takeaway from dating a woman? Like being actually um, in a sex relationship? Sex with a woman feels good. It does? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but it can get catty very easily. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, during the sex? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Just I'm like, like, how did that work? The lesbian community can be quite catty. At, at least at the time. I was in my mid-20s, you know, so I think we're all kind of catty then. But very gossipy in a way, like everyone knows everything about everyone, which yeah. is just like all small communities, Jewish community, you know, like all small communities, everyone knows everything about everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm going to have to close that door. Aristotle, can I ask you to be my boyfriend for this moment and close that door? What? Can I have a male friend, platonic male friend, podcast He's producer in a who I adore? for seven years. He's allowed to feel adored by other people who have respectful boundaries who compliment him with words. Oh my gosh, that's so true. You know? It's so true. Don't Isn't you think that? Handsome? Yes, he is. But I feel like I've gotten into really hot water with Thanks, with people with, for that. With boyfriends? Like, that aren't my boyfriend. But I'm like, you look great tonight. And then girls are like. That's my boyfriend? Yeah. Like, That's you, their insecurity. I know. But I, I feel like I've never tried to sleep with anyone in a relationship. I've never cheated on anyone. That's just not even in my wheelhouse. And so, like, when I know someone's in a relationship with somebody, I actually always feel so much more comfortable with them to yeah. be, like, buddy-buddy with a guy. And, like, I remember when I first moved here, I became friends with this couple at the same time. And once I called the guy's phone and the girlfriend answered and was like, are you calling my boyfriend? They're now married. But I remember being like, oh, shit, I have to have stronger boundaries. Like, I didn't even re- – I thought 
oh, we're all buds. Like, it's totally normal that I would call him. But it was yeah, not. Yeah, we're just people. And yeah. I know I'm not trying to sleep with him. And it's okay. And men and women can be friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get that. But also, sometimes I feel stifled by my friends' relationships. In what way? Like, I don't know. Like, I have to consider those things. And I feel like sometimes, yes, okay, I need to have boundaries. And that's okay. And I can. And I think I do. And okay, maybe I would be bothered if you called my boyfriend. But if you're friends with them also, that's my problem. That means it's, I'm insecure, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like a lot of questions to be asked and like what, where are these reactions coming from? And so I guess it's actually smart of you to go, I can have boundaries because it saves you the trouble of having to deal with other people's insecurities. Yes. But ultimately it's like if your intention is a loving, normal, healthy totally. one, that's fine. We are just people. You don't, people don't own people like... Also, another thing, like, let's say I dated someone and then you, I have a tendency to set all my girlfriends up with, like, my ex-boyfriends because mm. I'm like, I'm done with them. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But that's not really okay with a lot of people. Like, right. like if I set you up, and I think I have with an ex-boyfriend of mine, or I tried to, I can't mm-hmm. remember, a long time ago. Uh, but other girls would be like, I dated that guy five years ago <laughs> or four year, four or five years don't you that is my that's girl code like you can't it's like what but like we get along so wouldn't it make sense that i would get like with the but yeah i I don't know they're all these like so and then sometimes i just feel like uh i can't be normal around my friends who are in relationships because i can't be a hundred percent myself because of boundaries or uh, in front of him i don't know it's like i don't know it's like Things change. It's just like, totally. and I feel stifled by my some of my friends' relationships. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. There's only a couple couples that I hang out with and I love them. Yeah. But sometimes couples, sometimes I think it's weird when couples either do stuff all together or only see me when it's just the girl. Like I never see the boyfriend. I'm like, what's that about? Yeah. There's got to be a balance. Let's get fluid. You know? Right? But it's weird when it's like I always there's one friend of mine who I only hang out with her. I never hung out with her husband. They've been married ten years. Why is that? I don't know. I get weird with my neighbors. I won't hug her husband. Like mm. I'll shake his hand, and it becomes way more awkward. Like she'll hug me. He'll go in for a hug in front of her, and I'll be like, because I'm one of the like boundaries. And it's crazy that you. I would say I have boundaries. I actually do. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really funny that we both have that same thing probably because we've both been accused of shit that you're like oh sorry i mean i don't know if i even have i am becoming more aware but i don't even care about like a lot of people don't like me or be mean to me which i think is crazy because i only want people to like me and i'll be loving unless somebody's mean to me then i get defensive but Mm -hmm. i I feel like because i put myself out in a blog years ago but you know and i'm comfortable with myself sexually or something i know a lot of girls i'm not don't know them but i've heard because people will tell me that people talk shit about me oh which makes me go like why can't women Oh, that's the thing about women. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I and I know we're going longer on this podcast right now. I'm probably getting a parking ticket. Okay, I will take. I'll pay, I'll pay for it. Oh God! Oh God! No! Do you want to check your car? Okay, Chris. Chris Hardwick, pay for the parking ticket. Um, I feel like why are women catty with why? Why are female relationships more complicated and layered and nuances than the simplicity of like a friendship between two men? And I wonder, is it because we're competing to be chosen for men and, and like and, and to like per- perpetuate the species? You know what I mean? Mm. Like to whatever the word is, because we're we're, we're trying to get chosen by men, mm. or do we and or do we leave our? It's another weird thing about female friendships because we leave our girlfriends behind when we do get in a relationship because mm. that's we're just like biding our time with one. It's like a weird thing that I notice where it's like, why are women? I don't know. Do you know? Is that a horrible I, no, generalization? No, no. I totally know what you're saying. 
I think a lot of it has to do with not strong female relationships as children. Really? I think so. If you, I, I really don't feel like I have catty relationships with women, but I have had a lot of friendships come and go. I also think that's an LA thing. Okay. Um, not a Canadian thing. Another reason Canada's better. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm going over there. No, but don't you think like in LA, a lot of people, you get close to people and then you're not close and it's, we're all here cause we're chasing our own dreams and like, yeah. we're all the stars of our own sitcom. And, yeah. um, but I grew up and I went to summer camp for 13 years and I became really best friends with a group of seven girls that were all still friends. They're all married with children now, but I'm still very close with them. And I saw a tweet the other day um, from Annie Letterman mm-hmm. who said, like, oh, I think it was her. She's been on the podcast. Oh, cool. Um, something about how she loves female friendships and she wished she knew this earlier because she wouldn't have been so catty or something like that. It was something about, like, she didn't grow up with super strong female relationships. And I was like, man, that now I get it. Now I get why some people are very catty or bitchy because if you don't, have those strong friendships with people who never abandon you and are like really dope for a long time. Like my, these friends are growing on 20 years for me. Um, you probably assume really terrible things about a lot of women. Like they want your man. They want You're like your threatened best friend. By them, yeah. like threatened by you. I feel like I did have such good friendships, but I remember, I don't know if you ever felt this way. I, mm. I totally hear what you're saying. And that's, that's, that is a possibility. That's one answer to that. Yeah. But it's weird because I feel like, well, I was born and raised in Hollywood, so I don't know if it's like a, oh, a right. Hollywood child thing. I fucking thing. always forget that. But I mean, it's just like a human thing. I feel like I would have seen this in shows. When I was little, I don't know if you ever felt this way, in junior high or younger even, it's this, this thing started with me, where I would be afraid to say goodbye to my girlfriends, my friends, mm-hmm. because I was so afraid that the minute I left, they'd start talking shit about me. Mm. Have you yeah. ever felt that? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I still kind of think that me sometimes. Me too. Or it's like, okay. I walked away and they're like, what bye the guys. Fuck? Totally. That is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's symbolic of what I'm talking about where it's like. Well, I think this is going back to the Bechtel stuff. And I think it's like if on TV, if all we're seeing is women talking about men and all they're doing is dating, like talking about men together and then being with men, then that does subconsciously go into our brain like. There's only a few guys out there and blah, blah, blah. So we're, we are going to be jealous and we're all like, there's only a few spots that we can fill. So I think it's like the examples that we see on TV kind of, does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm I'm thinking about all of it. And then I'm also thinking about how like, and then we pair off as we get older until you get married. Mm -hmm. Then you go off into your world and you have your kids and you have your, so then you have your, your husband or your boyfriend and you have your kids and you're kind of like. And all the fodder, like all the sex in the city time with all your single girlfriends where you're like going out to the world trying to meet men and then texting and hanging out with your girlfriends being like, well, here's why that date sucked. And oh, my God, let's like we're we're in this together. We're like trying to find our man. And this is our weird war of like trying to get the rest of our life happening in the second chapter or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Uh, well, today uh, I was texting with a friend who is has she's breastfeeding and texting me. And I'm telling her about this new guy. And I really felt like we were in two separate worlds. See? That's yeah. what you're You still have your deep friendships, but they're all married with kids. And you're feeling the separation. Because yeah. it's like the episode when Carrie loses her shoes at Tatum O'Neill's house. Oh, yeah. And remember? And then Tatum O'Neill's like, I don't know. I don't even remember. I'm, I'm like, got all these kids. Like, that's my problem. $400 for Manolo Blahniks. Carrie's like, you used to wear Manolo's. Yeah. Okay? 
Anyway, whatever. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a very good example. But uh, so it's interesting. I it's felt like, so juvenile in a way. You did, but she's probably je- not jealous, but maybe going like she's oh. like she said. I'm watching your Snapchat videos to amuse me, and it makes me miss you and blah blah. blah because my life seems so glamorous, and you're untethered. You're free. There's still that like exciting aspect of like anything could happen. You're not tied. You don't have to show up for a kid. You got your dog. It's a nice you know you're, that you're learning about stuff via your doggy. But I you're love still. It. But you're still free in the world, you know? So it is such a, I don't know. Well, anytime I get get down on it, I really change, just shift my perspective. Like if I'm like, I wish I was married and was tethered. Like that sounds so lovely. I'm like, no, but I'm free and that could happen any day. And like it could happen a year from now, six years, 12 years from now. Well, what about getting comfortable in the sink? Because I'm actually finding like I'm happy and I'm, I'm, I get to a point sometimes where I'm so happy being single and so good at being selfish and not having mm. to consider anyone and be like, Hey babe, um, I didn't eat yet. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be home at six. Should I eat without you? Or like, are you going to wait for me? Like I, stuff I imagine, <laughs> do you, Aristotle, you have to do this all the time, right? Like, should I bring something home? Did you eat yet? Should I wait to eat? Till yeah. The week? eat thing is so classic. Aristotle's not, Sometimes oh. he says sometimes Ugh, just the fact that he shook his head and I get to see his hair wave for a moment. I'm sorry. I don't mean uh, to objectify objectifying Aristotle. Aristotle. They've done it just forever, but he hasn't because he's pretty woke. Well, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> the male gaze. The male gaze. He's, you know, but uh, just to go back to the girl thing, I don't know what that's about, but I try not to have it in my life. I know. That's why I feel like we really, if you want to be the example and you want to be and create what you feel we're lacking or what you want for your own life, that's why I try to be like. Don't talk shit out of insecurity. You're running out of things to say. You got to go check your card. No, I just want to show you what the back back of my thing is. The four agreements. Oh, be impeccable with your word. Don't, don't take anything. Assu- don't make assumptions. Don't take anything personally. Always, Always do, do your, your best. best. Yes. And that's I, my screen on my phone to please, remind myself. People need to live that. Yeah, thank God you have that because I see people like being all, oh, I'm into consciousness and meditating and the self-help stuff and the four agreements. And then... And then they're talking shit, being judgmental, giving unsolicited advice, thinking they know everything, putting themselves on a pedestal, being mean, but like not doing the actual work. And mm. so I'm like, oh, my God, all I can do, I can't control other people. Yes. So I just have to like and then, you know, not be mean. And then also if people are mean behind my back, I also have to go. None of my well, that's business. Okay. I go, that's OK. I know who I am. And if they met me, like, that's fine. And that person, whatever. I don't know what that's well, about. Well, like, we can't control. Don't take it personally. Yeah, don't take it personally. It's about them. Oh, my God. We really fucking, I feel good. I feel really, give me your hands. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, I love you, Alexi. I love you, too. Oh, my God. Do, do you regret doing this podcast? No regrets. That would be so weird if you said yes, because I'm like, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast. I'm going to, I think we've said so much, almost everything, but you'll be back. I would love to be. And, uh, yeah. Thanks so much. So, your future's bright, and so is our present. I agree. Namaste. (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com.